We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. This time it's the Mixed Labor Draft live stream, except sort of live because we jumped in and started the third round. Uh, we'll talk about our picks throughout the draft. we got Jason Collette with us. Zola's going to jump in. We might get Ryan Roof or other Rotowire folks jumping in throughout the case. We are looking forward to having a fun time. Hopefully you join us and uh, share your comments and your reactions. We'll have a lot of fun with this. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. It's also known as the Mixed Labor Draft live stream. Uh, we are in the third round. Fred Zinke has just taken his third pick. He called his shot so he could get, he took one guy in the second knowing he'd get another guy in the third. Fred, what'd you do? Sure. So I so I started with Jose Ramirez at pick two. Uh, Zach Steinhorn, who was picking first, took Trey Turner. Uh, when it came to me on the turn, I kind of wanted Whit Merrifield. But I guessed that uh, Zach probably wouldn't want to start his draft with Trey Turner and Whit Merrifield. I just, like steals are scarce, but that's like sixty plus on his first two picks. So I took a chance that he wouldn't want though, and, and and maybe two not superpower guys for this point in the draft. So, anyways, long story kind of long. I took Teoscar Hernandez on the at pick twenty nine. Correctly guessed that Zach wouldn't take Whit Merrifield, and then took Merrifield at pick thirty two. Nice. So you got your, you've got ample speed between J Ram, Teoscar, and Merrifield. You're, you're pretty well set. Yeah, I should be able to just kind of chip away, right, the rest of the way. Like that's, I don't know. Let's just guess twenty, twenty-five ish for Ramirez, thirty ish for Merrifield. That's fifty-five. Throw in another 10, 10 to fifteen from Teoscar. You know, I'm at sixty-five, seventy steals already. So which could have won a league. Yeah, steals yeah. the way they're going this year. Yes. Actually, sixty should easily get you in the top half. Yeah, it, it actually it actually might. So now I feel like yeah. So now I feel like I have well, I have no pitchers. Bit of a problem, um, but I feel like yeah, like I know uh, you don't feel. But see, I don't think you view it as a problem. I know you say it's a bit of a problem, but I think you're just being pol- uh, politically correct. No, on that. no, I do. Uh, I'll be honest. If I wasn't picking, 
there's a weird gap in 15 team leagues around the two, three turn where there just aren't a lot of pitchers. Now Zach jumped up and took Nola whose ADP is more like 40 ish late thirties. So he went and took him at 31. I don't have a problem with that at all. But if you look at the NFBC ADP list, for example, after like Wheeler, Scherzer, Woodruff, after those guys, DeGrom, after those guys go, it's about pick 25. From about 25 to the late 30s, there's only Shane Bieber. So if you're not a Bieber believer, then... He's gone now too. He, he did just, go. There, yeah. There's not... I think if I pick really early, it's hard to take... If you pick really early, it's hard to find where you're going to take that pitcher. Um if you pick in the middle or at the end, I think it's fine. Like there's lots of pitchers in the second round that go in the middle there. You could take Cole in the first round in the middle. You take Burns. I like, I think it's defensible. So, so I didn't love that. I do love, I do like picking early for just the overall. I like, I liked getting Jose Ramirez. I think that's all good, but I, I don't love the pitcher fit. If you pick, pick early, which is actually really important. Yeah. I hear you on that. Um, it is interesting to kind of, try to play that out a little bit there and figure, figure it out. But I mean, in this league, they're not going crazy over pitching. They're not going crazy over starters. I'm about to make my pick here in the third round. I know. I'm just debating between Bogarts and story. Um, I like them both at this spot, but yeah, I'm going to go. Bogarts. Are a little gonna better play, don't know where the other going to play it. Yeah. Uh, I, I know Bogarts is going to be in a good lineup and that's going to be the key thing for me here. I don't know where story is going to end up. Uh, we know it's not Texas. We know it's probably not Colorado, and that's about it. So I'm going Bogarts here. Uh, it, it's refreshing that this is not a uh, closer crazy draft, that mm-hmm. uh, Hader and Hendricks went at 35 and 37, respectively. Gosh, Actually, it still feels like, a little crazy. All right, yeah. Not crazy, like at, at, price, at value. Yeah. So I looked it up today. I don't know, Jeff or Jason, if either of you guys looked at the – 2021 labor mixed league draft but the the first closer do you want to guess what pick number the first closer was in last year's draft uh i would say somewhere like late third like three the three four turn 60 pick 60 wow, the four, four five, five turn. turn the four five turn i think it was alan harrison double dipped double dipped hendrick's hater hmm. yeah oh yeah i do remember that uh, and then in you know in the AFL Riders League, Hendricks went thirty-one, and Hader went thirty-four, which right. is essentially chalk over the last month by mm-hmm. ADP Draft Champions. So this room has at least adjusted to, like at least adjusted to that that new norm. Yeah, it, I bit. guess you I, I you know I spent and this isn't a draft and hold league. It's a fab league. It's a trade league. Mm-hmm. So obviously it plays a little differently. We don't have as much pressure to get the saves, you know. We, right, and it's we, worth noting for you know those listening who aren't familiar with is this is this also the one where you have to you can't reserve a guy that you've drafted, or does that only apply to the AL and NL? Like I've got to deal with. This I is forget. not that. Okay, we can do All whatever. Right, never mind. Yeah, yeah. And the AL next weekend when I'm doing AL and we have the AL and the NL. You have the the added factor of if you draft a guy, you can't bench him unless he gets sent to the minors. Uh, so right. it is kind of a draft and hold in that regard, where it's like you got to play him or you got to cut him. Uh, and so it becomes a bit of a different draft strategy when you're looking at guys, especially in the end game, which way you're going to go on some of that because uh, you've got to like, can I carry this guy uh, all season if I have to? Right. 
I hate the Jeff, I gotta say, I like your start from pick ten a lot. I'm just getting caught up now. My first like your spot start. I love it. Nice. Yeah. So Alan Sislowski likes to give me a hard time about that all the time. Love your start. Uh, So there you go. So I Um, I might have taken Cole, uh, but Tucker I like as much as any hitter who was on the board when you picked, and and I think Woodruff's great. Uh, Is I like him as much as any pitcher on the board. Bogarts isn't going to let you down. I think I think it's good. Really we got James Anderson joining us here. What, what's going on, James? How you doing? Hey, guys. Well, Fun day. Jumping in. It's going to be a little bit of a party here. We got a lot it of is a bit of a party. On. Pete Alonzo just went. A lot of people loving Pete Alonzo. I was thinking maybe I get one of those first basemen in that tier at the, at the turn in four. I don't love early first basemen, but, uh, you know, with – you know, I I don't mind Alonzo or Olsen there. I'm not, I don't know. I don't think I'd go Abreu, and I'm not sure I'll go Goldie. Although I, I like the steals. What do you guys think about that, or do you just wait on first baseman? Um, I'll, I'll, I can jump in and answer that first. I don't mind waiting. That's for sure. Like if yeah. I'm going to take an early first baseman this year, he he has to be like the highest guy on my list. If he's the highest guy on my list, by by and it's clear, I'll take him. If there's someone else with him, I might take the other guy. Yeah, I'm going to try to look at where I've taken um, some first baseman in my profile um, on what I have. Uh, I seem to be waiting on them, from what I can tell. Uh, multiple shares of Dahlbeck, Josh Bell I have in two different leagues, and I've taken them 123, 135. Um, so that seems to be uh, somebody who's ended up on my team, um, and that's kind of been it. So it's been a Dahlbeck and Bell show for me. Uh, as I look through what I've drafted so far this year uh, at as my starting first baseman. Yeah, I've been I've been waiting a while as well. I, I usually get like Mancini or Crone or someone like that. Yeah, I, I'm a little worried about Mancini just because the park changes. Uh, but I, I'll wait too. I mean, I, I I've gotten Crone, I've gotten Guriel, who I love for the batting average. I like Votto even. Uh, I know he won't do what he did last year, but I think he'll still be good. And I even don't mind even going like super late and getting like Nathaniel Lowe uh, or, you know, some, someone in that range too. Uh, I, I don't mind doing that. If I wait, I want to get a second one, you know, whatever, if the, you know, with those middles and corners, if you wait on one of the two, get two of the weaker one. Yeah. I took low at like 243. And then that's one that Eno was talking to me. Uh, you know, they got uh, Donnie Acker, the guy that went the giant city coach went to Texas you know, did some work. They're like, oh, he's going to, you know, tap into some things with low. And I'm like, they can teach him how to hit velocity. That'd be great. It's been a struggle for his career. Anything wasted up on velocity has really been problematic. Uh, same thing applies to his brother. You look at a lot of the home runs that Josh hit last year. A lot of it was on stuff down. Uh, and so uh, be curious to watch Josh as he gets to the major leagues this year. Um, if, if he gets attacked the same way uh, the former Nate uh, now Nathaniel did uh, because that's really what where it happened. He came up, hit the ground running, and then the league figured out he couldn't hit velocity up, and that's all he got. Uh, and he, you know, look at the numbers over the last couple of years, and, and they're not great on him. But uh, if you make a mistake down, uh, Lowe has been able to hit it very well. Oh, Wander Franco just goes. There's been no debate about his draft position at all. So, no. but it's. I'll be. I, I, I'll be. I'll, I'll admit. I'm surprised it's Rudy Gamble that's taking him there. Yeah, I would agree. I, I, I definitely would agree. I thought it'd be Joe Sheehan at four point one. To be honest <laughs> with you, uh, or Alan Harrison, who's just who's up on the clock right now, 
Randy or, Rosarena. Here, here comes a, ra- a little bit of a raised run. Yeah. Yes. About time. Now, I mean, honestly, it's good that Joe went the safer route with Lindor, because you know, I believe it was last year that Joe had two big misses out of it. It was either night. He was writing about in his newsletter today. It was one of the last two years he, he said I had, had two big misses right out of the gate. And I think he, he probably, if we asked him, we'd be like, hey, did you consider Franco there at 4-1? He probably did. And then he was like, you know what? Let me go the safer route and Lindor's safer. Um, yeah. somebody with Lindor in two different leagues, uh, you know, I've had that same decision. I've gone Lindor both times. You know, it's interesting. I, I like, I do like Lindor there. Um, I, I think he's going to get you some speed. I'm going to do a little bit of flag planning here, guys. Um, not usually want a flag planner, but I love Will Smith. I, I like drafting one early catcher. Which one? The catcher version. Okay. Is one be a little aggressive on the closer. Little what, aggressive. What about a flag plant? That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's more like a face plant. But, yeah. <laughs> which I'm also okay, – I'll leave those to Jason. I'm sorry. Two That's seven. right. <laughs> hey, he could get more saves than the closers who have gone so far. So we all know that, right? So Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I like early catchers, and I especially like, you know, when, you know with the inner – the universal DH, I think Smith's just going to hit a lot more than he's ha- get more at bats than he's had in previous years. He's always in the middle of the lineup. Uh, I, I'm I'm really high on him. Yeah. Every year Derek I say I'm going to draft an early catcher. The earliest catcher I've taken so far is Varsho, seventh round. I hate Varsho this year. I know that's going to. I don't hate. No, that's, that's like too strong. It. But yeah. I just don't like the price. I don't. I need to dig on him. I admitted today on the show I need to dig more on him on the stats because. I understand the appeal of stolen bases from the spot is nice. I just don't know if he can hit. Look in fact, at I took him ninety third in the uh, in the in the Riders League in our, in our league. That's where I took him. I, I, it wasn't something I wanted to do, but I remember somebody jumped in and snaked me right before, and I was like, "Ugh, fine, I'll just take the catcher." He's like, "I didn't like anything else there," so I said, "Let me try this." But most of the time, I end up waiting on catcher. Guys, I was going to bring our attention to the risk portfolio of one Mike Podhorzer. <laughs> Ronald, Ronald Acuna Jr. Ronald Acuna Jr., who has one knee. Jacob deGrom, who has barely one elbow that he needs. Uh, Salvador Perez, totally safe, although everyone says early catcher, not safe, but safe, kind of. And now Adalberto Modesty, the icing on the, the risk factor cake. I, it could all work out. I'm not, I'm not saying those guys are all awesome. Play- well, they could be all awesome players. I mean that, that that's is an a, awesome risk portfolio right there. That's a full projections roster, right? Like yeah, yeah. That's strictly a steamer six hundred. That's a steamer yeah. six hundred uh, roster. So James, you are though uh, the uh, you are the mo- uh, not the Monacy guy. I'm sorry, that but uh, you uh, you are the Varsho guy. As well, I don't know. You don't mean to be the Varsho guy, but. I know you've taken him a couple I, times. I'm I'm happy to be the Varsho guy. Actually, um, I I didn't really think it would come to this, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think he's their second best hitter. I think he's going to hit second or third all season and play every day. So I think it's really appealing. Yeah, I, I can see it. I can see it. And second half, so, like, it w- was a lot, lot more encouraging. So maybe he can hit. Maybe I'm just holding my previous. Uh, bias against him, if you will, uh, against him here now. So I don't know. That's possible. Fair enough. And so, like talking about builds, the other one. Look at looking at uh, Doctor Roto's team. Uh, he doesn't have a stolen base through four rounds. 
Well, it's well, not an overall contest, like so zero. Oh, yeah, when you look at getting Vlad and three pictures. Oh no, he has Otani. Otani well, yeah. I, I guess you got to you have to declare him in this league. Yes. Yeah, so he's got some steel. He's got okay. steals with Otani. Yeah. Jeff, did you think about Otani where you took Woodruff? I didn't. Um, and then I was like, after the fact, I'm like, maybe I should have. Uh, it was weird that, in fact, I even kind of was like, oh, there goes Otani. I never see him that late. I just, I, I, I think maybe I had a little brief, you know, la- uh, synapse not firing there. It's just like, okay, he'll, you know, that's not a guy that's available usually at 21. You know, it's usually he's somewhere like between eight and 15. But uh, I also was kind of set on getting a starter. And I just think of Otani as a hitter because I'm almost always going to use Otani as a hitter when I draft him. I guess there are two start weeks when you should be using him and things like that. But so many times the Angels didn't give him that second start in a given week that I just wouldn't trust using him as a starter. All right, that's got to be an error. Not your yeah. pick, but the fact that Trevor Bauer just went. Well, yeah, it is. And in fact, in the draft room, uh, that it's got that little lightning bolt thing. That means it was an auto draft. Are we pausing this? Is Steve pausing this? Because I'm up. Oh, of course it. you are. It's paused now because it's, it's the clock stopped in a minute. I'm not tipping my hand in case uh, this Trevor Bauer well, picked. We know Aloy. We know Aloy Jimenez is 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 going to go before you because Tim took him. If not, you know, if if that was Andrea's, if that's who she was going to take instead of Bauer. Yeah, true, true that. Good sleuthing, Jason. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing gets past you. Nope, strategic. <laughs> Educated. Oh, oh, James, I've been digging through your top 400. Uh, I'm in a draft where I'm in the minor league portion of it trying to fill, and I was ranting to these guys earlier. I had Todd Bradley all set, this guy right before me takes him. I'm like, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, uh, have you seen, has he come through any of the spots you, you no, go to? Not yet. No. Nope. I'm only yeah, seeing he's... video and, and, and listen to interviews uh, of him. And he just, just reminds me so much of, of Chris Archer and his makeup, uh, except mm. that he has a changeup. Uh, and so it's like, uh, that's what I'm excited to see, excited to, uh, see him pitch. She is sticking with, she says, I am good. I will roll with Bauer. Bauer. <laughs> I wow. think she's trying to do that for the good of the league. Um, yeah, we could have undone that pretty easily. Unless she believes that Bauer, if Bauer pitches this year, like all year. I mean, he, there's, a, there's he, a pathway to profit there. Yes. Oh, absolutely. He, if Bauer had finished last season, he'd be going in the second round right now. Something would he like have that. been the auto pick or would that have come from her queue? I think that came from her. I would have come from her queue, I think, because he's, uh, well, I can see he's not the auto pick guy at the top. That is Lance Lynn. You just took closer three, Rizal Iglesias, which pick 59 in the NFBC universe would be like grand theft closer. Yes, it would. Here, here it's like kind of early. Fair or not early, but you know what I'm saying? Compared to last year. Yeah. Right around now. So I guessed, so you're starting the next run. Yeah. Well, so I guessed that maybe Steinhorn would want a closer because he didn't have any. Mm -hmm. So I decided to grab the one I wanted before we got into the turn. Now we'll see if he steals the other guy I was going to take. I will reveal in about 30 seconds, but that was my thinking was that, um, he didn't have a closer. There's two guys I want on this turn. One was Iglesias. 
So I feel like Iglesias is just really safe. Like he's got the job, the contract. He's got a manager who likes to have a closer. It's funny. Like he he had none of that last year. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, he had Madden. That was the one thing he did have. Yeah, Madden. Year. That and that's no, it. That was big for him. But so and, and I think he's a pretty him. good pitcher. Yeah, he's you know he he had his flaws in in, in Cincinnati, uh, you know ballpark uh, and whatnot in the walks, but and honestly, that's how I view um, that's how I view Canable this year too. Same kind of profile has the strikeouts, has some walks, but now he's pitching for a manager who does like to stick with a single guy, and uh, you know that's one of my flag plans that I've been doing in leagues is, is grabbing Canable. But I agree, like Iglesias, it's just funny how the how the mind shift has, has changed on him uh, where last year, everybody was like, Oh God, I guess he's like my last option type of thing. And now he's being targeted. Uh, you know, that's a really deep dive to go into the marital status there. I'm, I'm impressed, <laughs> uh, but yeah, kind of, kind of creepy, but that's cool. No, um, I, I, I think it's good logic. I and heard, heard you talking about Knable on the pod too, with that, that you did with uh, Clay and Todd on Friday. Yeah. Uh, so good stuff there. See, so I guess so. Trick. I did end up correctly guessing that Zach would not want to take the risk on Chris Sale since he already had Aaron Nola, or at least that would be less likely. He ended up. He actually did end up taking a pitcher. He took Jose Barrios. I thought he would take a hitter on that mm-hmm. turn. So if it doesn't work least, out for you, you can blame it on Barrios. That's right. So, um, so uh, Sale yeah. was Sale was my goal on that turn was Iglesias Sale, and it worked out. So when I complain later that something didn't work out, you can remind me that this turn it did work out. Okay, good. So we're starting to see the next run of uh, starters going here. Uh, Barrios, Sale, Gossman, all in a row. Um, again, it it's a, a lot more – you're, you're going to run out of hitters a little bit quicker in this draft, I think, than mm-hmm. in a BC. If you've been playing draft and holds, or any draft and hold really, I think it's it's a little bit of a different environment. Yes, I did have to try to take my draft and hold hat off. I think I'm done draft and holds for. Oh, I'm not because I'm in the tip wars with you, James. God, James, I'm giving away all my tips right now. I'm all in your the draft and stuff. hold with you in a few days. Okay, so that'll do it for me for today. <laughs> <laughs> I think James, you're in AL labor next weekend, right? Yep. Yes, yes, you and me. Yep, that'll be fun. I'm curious to see what how Podhorse is going to add to his risk build here. Who are we missing that we could put on this team prediction prediction for his fifth oh, round? Buxton, pick? easily. There you easily go. Buxton. Buxton. Great, yeah. Buxton, and then he could start getting into the bounce back guys like Bellinger and Yelich, Bregman, <laughs> Rendon. Oh, he just fill his just team. Run away with it all. Like the twenty, like the Steamer six hundred guys and the twenty six to twenty or uh, twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen ish All Stars. You get Bellinger and Yelich, you get bellyache, right? Yeah. I, I've been getting a lot of Bellinger, though. I got to say, James, you kind of forced me to think about that early when I jumped on the podcast with you. Forced me to think. I, I do like Bellinger at that price. If he goes around 100 again, I, I'll probably be there. Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see how much he shoots up boards if he gets off to a good start in spring training. I think him and Ye- him and Yelich both could climb like 20, 30 picks of ADP. Yeah, I think so too. You know, that's the thing. There, ah, we called it. It's Buxton that goes. <laughs> that is, it is. <laughs> Amazing. Steering into the risk. I love it. 
I mean, ADP is like 61. So, I mean, it's not a shock that he, you know, that he, he goes there. It's just, it's interesting to see him go for him. All right. I'm up I'm debating whether I go another hitter or go starter here, but I don't know. I think, so I think I can get a, no, you know what? Screw that. I'm taking the, the best available closer here. And that's Emmanuel Classe. I don't, I don't want to take a chance that he's not available on the way back. I would agree with that. Now it's time for statements. me. Yeah, time <laughs> for me to tell you that Emmanuel Classe was the highest ranked pitcher on my list remaining. Yeah, I saw that, and I know this, that's a. I know they get approval all the from way James from there. too. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean the Will Smith Classe back to back. I love that. Uh, love yeah. That. And I know closers are a little cheaper here. I don't want to be like. I, I know you can trade. I know you can fab. I traded well last year, uh, but I don't want to be dicking around too much with that. I want right. one good one here. And then. So, so that was my thinking. I got into that last year where you could say I was dicking around with like all my closer spots and it wasn't, I did not enjoy that. No. So I'll get my guy and then maybe play value if I'm going to get someone else. You could have made an argument for Diaz or, or another yep. closer, but I'm Plus pretty, it was pretty so dominant down, you know, the second half, he barely walks anybody, doesn't give up any home runs. Right. You know, and now he's going to have Francona back in the saddle all season, yep. hopefully, uh, rather than having a deal with a rookie manager. And honestly, to that point, that's something else I would bring up as, as you know, folks look at, uh, as we've talked about speed and how it dries up, you know, Francona loves to run. And Francona was gone in all of August and September. He was basically done by July 25th, I think it was. Uh, and so if you look at can look at Kansas City, look at Cleveland uh, and their ability to and their stolen bases, I think the the projections on them may be a bit low with him and his lead foot back in the saddle. Yeah. So Ketel Marte goes, Altuve goes. Next tier, second baseman. I'm very comfortable waiting on second base. So is my dog, Harley, apparently. But, oh, Jazz Chisholm, the James Anderson Memorial pick 2.0. I mean, in, being in league with Rudy Gamble is pretty good company. I, you know, I don't think I'm in there. I, I, it was interesting listening to you and Rob Silver on that podcast going back and forth on Jazz, though. I liked listening to that. That was good content. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, I don't I don't love being on opposite sides of Rob on a guy that I I feel pretty firm about that one. Yeah, well, it's good to know your guys, right? Let's see. Now I'm going to start looking at some other people's boards. So Alan Harrison does not have a pitcher yet. Robert Machado, Olsen, Austin Riley, Cattell Marte. Is he the only drafter without a pitcher? Yes, but Ryan Bloomfield has no starters. Yeah. So Ryan and Alan are the only ones with no starters. Alan has no pitchers at all. Wait, Joe Sheehan's is right off. Yep, yeah, he's a pitcher. He's just off my screen. Yeah. Now he's got two pitchers. I think I'd like Allen's build a tiny bit more if he had just a bit more speed. If you're going to go five hitters, like he, he's getting speed from Robert Machado, and that's about it. Mm -hmm. Totally, yeah. 
Yeah, so he'll have to have. Well, I'll be interesting to see what he does. He's going to have to obviously invest heavily in pitching at some point soon, and then but, he's going to have to have yeah. some late speed. I mean, Chisholm would have been a good fit for him over Marte there. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe someone like Tommy Edmond, who I know some people really don't want to draft this year because he's not an awesome hitter, but he might have fit. With, he would have fit with that group, maybe. Yeah, like assuming that he doesn't like he's not kind of on his do not draft list. I'm wondering if this is. Uh, I was wondering what Joe was debating and what he was going to do. Well, I can tell you, it wouldn't be a closer. He's outright declared he won't take a closer, and he yep. always really follows that. Yeah, um, he's like Doug I, Dennis in that regard. <laughs> yeah, he's even Joe. Joe kind of lets his principles get in the way of good drafts sometimes. I think, but <laughs> Joe. Um, <laughs> so he's so is, is so Joe's a full punt on saves. Is that his deal, or is he no, good at fab saves? No, he's it's an fab and like right. ace reliever guys. He just doesn't think it's worth the price, and he's right that technically mm-hmm. they don't earn that value. But you know, it, it's not. He, he's only partially right. Yeah, I think the ones that get the high 30 saves and four or five wins and good ratios and 100 strikeouts, I think they do earn, I think, on the calculators. I'm not, that's not my, like, fully my jam making those value calculators at the end of the season, but I think they do earn a ton of value. I don't know. They come out pretty high on my, on my SGPs. That's for sure. Joe's going to be the home of, like, Joe Barlow, Dylan Floro, that group. Um, No, he'll be on Anthony Bender. He won't be on Dylan Floro. Okay. You know, it, it, he will be very, it's all about skills, not role. I think that's his whole point, too. Pat Lewis says, uh, maybe get straw for late speed. I, he's definitely someone I've taken a couple times before. We've, there's been no shortage of discussion about his merits. I think it's good time to bring that up because Tommy Edmond just went and that's kind of yeah. the same sort of category of player. Always, okay, are we starting to think about now straw here fairly soon? And I will need a little bit more speed. Um, without a doubt, I'm not, I don't have enough speed as it is. I think I need about a hundred to 120 stolen bases. Uh, that, that that's the range I'm hoping to end up with. Obviously I only have a couple of, you know, I don't have a whole lot. I have Kyle Tucker runs. Bogart's not going to get me more than 10. Smith might give me one or two. I definitely need to find some stolen bases, but there's some to be found. We'll find. I some. mean, straw has been going towards the end of the eighth round into the early ninth round is where he's been sitting over the last month. Mm-hmm. Kind of steadily. Um, it's just it's crazy, but I think that's market dynamic market dynamics about what's happening this year because he can't hit. He's just not a good hitter. But when he does get on base, he does like to run. And to my earlier point, Francona does like to use guys and let him run. So yeah, I I get it. He is in that part of the draft by ADP. He stands out as the speed option. If you get if you're through your first seven eight rounds, you're like God, my team's slow. He's kind of it. He's he really is the guy everybody's been looking at. Yeah. So I, I'm going to get a starting pitcher here. My debate is which one I've got four guys in my queue and I thought maybe someone would make the decision for me, but no, they all took hitters and, and relievers. So they're not really helping me a whole lot here. Uh, I'm going to end up taking Freddie Peralta and go Brewers, I guess, but nice. uh, it's a t- it was a toss between he and Lance Lynn. I thought. Um, Isn't it kind of cool not to have to worry about league type pitchers anymore? Like, Oh, this guy pitches in the American league. This guy's national league. He's just, a yeah. I got to remind myself though, that, you that I, I not getting any benefit by having another NL pitcher that, that that's, yeah. that's kind of the important thing there a little bit, but I think there, there is still a benefit to me to being in the NL central. Agreed. hundred percent. Yes. 
especially when you just you see the see the pirates on the schedule. That's that's going to be a no hitter watch, like just about every game. <laughs> Honestly, my Reds are going to be a K machine too. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, the Cubs, Reds, Pirates. I mean, that's and then like even for the two best teams in the division, the Brewers and Cardinals aren't like loaded offenses. Brandon Lau is way too healthy for Podhorsers team. <laughs> way too healthy. Well, that was three quick picks. Boom, boom, boom. Wow, Freed. Well, that was pretty nice there, actually. That's a pretty pretty good price on him. Max Freed, I, I had a the only reason I had a hard time letting Freed go is because he helped me win last year. Uh that trade I traded I traded Votto for Freed late and he was Suffice to say, awesome during the last six weeks of the season. Yeah, it was. Which starter is Bloomfield going to take? <laughs> Too early for Valdi. Trevor Rogers. What are we drinking, James? Uh, a Cabernet. Nice. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Swanson, that's fair price for Dansby Swanson. Oh, Close that's an early price for Dansby. I, I mean, I'm mad because I love Dansby, but, and I'm, I'm glad he's getting the respect he deserves, but still, he's been going like 110, 120 in the NFPC. Maybe that's, that's the, I got to get out of that mentality because so many more pitchers and closers are getting pushed up, but here they're not. Mm-hmm. Ooh, computer went to dark mode there. It's like, You guys said the Pirates' offense is going to be good, right? Because I just drafted Brian Reynolds. Brian Reynolds, yeah, he's it. <laughs> you don't have to worry about where he's going to hit. Yeah, yeah. If he got a, some fake goggles and a, and a fake mustache or or something like that, maybe he can hit in two spots in the lineup. So I did the same thing here. Um, just like commentary that Zach on the turn has three pitchers and two hitters. So I'm going to guess that he's not going to take a pitcher on this turn. So I wanted a pitcher. If, if Zach's team was built a little differently, I would have taken a pitcher and tried to let Reynolds go through the turn. But instead I went the other way around. So we'll see if I'm right or not. It's one of the areas. I, one of the things I do like about picking towards the end like that, to be able to predict what's going to happen in between, like I mentioned, I've picked three twice now and to be able to figure out to look at those other teams, be like, Oh, I'm going to take this guy. That's one thing you have to consider when you're doing these things is take a look at the roster. Um, Cause I know some folks just like to draft off paper and worry about their own team, but you got to look at what other people are doing uh, and take your, and it helps formulate your own pick. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I like the I like the strategy there. Sometimes it's hard to stay on top of it, uh, but uh, you know, just it's one more thing to pay attention to. Uh, but it's also easier to pay attention to it when you're on the ends like that, and you're next that's to right. the turn. Yeah, um, I, I'm basically paying attention to one guy, yeah. right? And and that's, that's like all pretty, you can control. Uh, yeah, the, I hate being on two though in a slow draft with the four hour window because then you get people. At least this happened to me at least twice in TGFBI where I make my pick. Oh, on he two. took my guy. Oh, oh, nice. Oh. A little reaction. I mean, sorry, Fred. I mean, tough break. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Sorry. I just acted right out. Like, I couldn't hold that one in. He took – so, Zach actually took the next two guys on my list, which were Frankie Montas. That was the picture I was going to take. And J.D. Martinez. So, now I will take Dylan Cease instead. What are what are where are you on the Dylan Cease? Because I you know he seems to be a very polarizing. There are people that love him. There are like I would say, I would say I'm in the love him camp. I know Nick Pollock has has, has been very questionable about Cease's fastball command, which I won't argue. Uh, but you know, we were 
we were just talk, com commenting earlier about being in the central, either one of them is a good thing to have. And like, yeah. he's on a team with a lot of run support. He's on a team that has a good bullpen uh, and he, he's going to pitch a bunch. And so when I look at him, I look at him as a guy who should fall into a number of wins and he already has the strikeouts. And if he gain, gains some more command, all of a sudden it's like, oh, hey, he could be really good this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not the Dylan Cease guy. I think I have him ranked like just competitively. So I am 100% agnostic on Dylan Cease. I, I recognize the strikeouts. It's hard if you if you're behind if you're chasing K's, you got to go after him because it's humongous upside. If you're trying to protect ratios, you you stay away from him. I think that's pretty much it. I don't think there's any reason for Luis Castillo to go ahead of Dylan Cease. I'm scared of Louie. Uh, you know, the cold yeah. weather thing's one, but he also got let fewer swings and misses off that changeup, which is his bread and butter. People aren't chasing his changeup. It, it's it's a problem. Interesting. So I was just looking at, so I was looking at, sorry, are you talking about Giolito right now? No, we were talking about Dylan Cease. Oh, about Dylan Cease, right. Yeah. And then and Castillo with the changeup. And Castillo, yeah. I don't, I haven't been around Castillo yet in any of my drafts. I mean, of course, like if, if Castillo gets traded to, you know, the Giants or something, then of course, like anyone who took him is going to feel great. Yeah. So Cease, Webb, Hanniger, Hanniger, getting some respect. I like, see, this is, this is great because I don't, you know, I, you know, I'm drafting with people at, uh, haven't been draft, you know, I haven't been drafting with. So getting a little bit of a different and uh, different than like the bubble that I've been in, like seeing Hanniger go before pick 120, you know, is, is kind of refreshing in a way. Yeah. I was in this league up until two years ago. My last year in the league was the year that Paul and I were together, and I was like, "Oh, hey, you know, we talked ourselves into taking Vladdy in the fourth round." Yeah, yeah. Which is when I, you know when I see Franco going in the fourth round, that's my flashbacks. Yeah. Well, uh, the comparisons being made too uh, that you know because Vladdy blew up, that's why you should be taking Franco. I don't know if I see it that way. But they. You just you have to be really real about the tool grades and like you just can't compare Franco's raw power to Glad's raw power. Right. So by the way, if Cody Bellinger makes it to me at pick one hundred, I'm taking him, but I don't think he will because Podhorzer is right in front of me. But he's eventually got to take another pitcher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He has one, and it's a questionable health grade at that. Yeah. Well, there, yeah. there, there are others. You know, if he wants another questionable health grade pitcher, I mean, there's Flaherty <laughs> still hanging there. There's hovering like an angel. Yeah, so Ryan Bloomfield made up for his slow start with starters with getting Rodgers and Morton. That's good. Any concern about the news? Morton was like, "I'm mostly, I'm mostly where I need to be." Was his was his quote today when he talked oh, about how his rehab? He goes, "I'm mostly where I need to be." 
Yeah, I think people forgot about the the World Series injury there. Yeah. All right, I am taking Bellinger. So Yelich Bellinger goes back to back like he does. They, it, it's surprising like how often should. that happens. Yeah. All right, I'm going to sign off, guys. Good luck the rest of the way. Thanks for jumping Thanks. in, James. Thanks. See you. See you guys. I should mention this is probably a good time to mention that this uh, and every other RotoWire podcast is brought to you by the good folks at WinBet. Uh, I'm going to give you the full info on them in a second here. Uh, this is a good. I just made a pick, so it's a good time to uh, share that information because this is still a podcast. Um, so uh, here you guys go with that. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fancy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action. With a user-friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more are at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at baccarat. WinBet is currently available in nine states, Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. Register for WinBet today, making a qualifying deposit, and wager to receive 200 in free bets. Promotion may vary by state. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. Jeff Erickson here with Fred Zinke and Jason Collette. Uh, maybe other friends will jump in as well, but, uh, you know, uh, we uh, are uh, – talking a lot about this draft so far it's always fun to do these you know what you know mm-hmm. first time draft of the year for me I, I i so much prefer this over the slow drafts that we do i think the slow drafts like serve a really good purpose right like i like guess slow drafts are great for analyzing the player pool and mm-hmm. taking your time like i like i right. i find them invaluable i never found mock drafts that agree never into mock drafts um but slow drafts I, I find are invaluable. But now I think once you have a few slow drafts under belt, now I feel like now I'm ready to, to dive into these ones. Sure. Um, I, and I agree. It's, it's getting your reps in. Uh, yeah. I, I agree. And, and for me, it's always kind of, it, it's always kind of a good way to battle test your projections. Dalton Varsho goes at seven thirteen. 13. Uh, so we talked about him earlier. So he's now gone. That, that there's only a couple more in that first tier of catchers. I'm happy to have one. I don't think I want to have two. Uh, now we're starting to see these next pitchers. I could have taken Lance Lynn or you Darvish there who went immediately after this pick, you know, at that Lynn's actually a pretty darn good value. I think. I absolutely. Agree. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I consider him. him. Well, he's got Cole and Lynn as his two starting pitchers. That's a, you know, on paper, that's a lot of innings to bank on. If you're looking at, you know, 200 innings is, is going to be such a, a high mark to reach for so many pitchers. Um, if if you made me pick two pitchers, those would be the two guys I would put down for 200 innings this year. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think that's actually a valid point. Uh, Joe just went uh, Blake Snell and Alec Manoa. High range of outcomes with him. Um, yes. Alec Manoa is one of those, I feel like has become one of those polarizing guys this off season. I'm there for him there. I, I think I'm on, I'm on board for that pick. Yeah. The slider. So, 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 so filthy, so filthy borderline illegal. How good it is. Yeah, like a pitch uh, shouldn't be able to dive that much. Agreed. 
Shane McClanahan's a fave of mine. Uh, I like that pick too. Just went to Rudy Gamble. Rudy Gamble is 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 he's also swinging for the fences. This is not a safe draft. This is it's not a, a fun draft, draft though. Heart <laughs> roster. Tell you what, guys, I'm one pick away. I will be swinging for the fences with this next pick. Can is that that's your hint at who I'm going next? Swinging for the fences. Not it's not it's not no it's not don't I, I should say I'm taking a I'll be taking a making a bold pick that's all just oh I was looking at the home run hitters no 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 I'm okay sorry. so your next pick you're gonna swing for the fences so this is a flashy pick Bobby uh, Witt Jr. Correct just I, like I think you this did in the Riders League <laughs> I think yeah but again it's time it's after yeah. Correa it's after Polanco yeah um, the next shortstop is what Adamus uh, I like just fine uh, but he's not going to run uh, Fran yeah, Mill absolutely mash I get it I get it like if I was in your shoes I'd be taking Adamus but I, I get it yeah I own it. you've already done it once why not do it again yeah I'm gonna do it gonna do it I just got to find it in the RTQ that's uh, actually not that far off because if you don't do it, I bet you pot horse probably will. Yeah. I just think it's time. I mean, I it's not like you you know, you see drafts where he goes and picks 60, and I, I get the critique there, but this isn't it. This is at 100, right? Yeah. It's uh 101. No, 111. Excuse me. Oh don't wow. don't diminish the work I'm doing with my value taking here. But <laughs> I just bat at math. That's 15 times seven is 105, not 90, dummy. Yeah. You took him at 109 uh, in the Riders League, so not far off. Yeah, it's pretty consistent. I think it's time. I have those results up here on the other screen, so if you need to reference them, let me know. I've been making lots of references to that draft. It's a good draft. You go way out on the limb with Bobby Witt Jr., and then I feel like the next pick – Oh, it's Podhorser again. Amazing. Even more volatility takes. Verlander's a good pick, though. I think that's a pretty good price yeah, for him. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like this year there are just, maybe it's because they aren't in spring training yet, so we haven't been able to see these guys, but I feel like there are just so many, like, massive boomer bust sure. picks right now. I don't, yeah. I mean, the, I, I don't think it's going to be that, I, I don't think the wit thing was that bold. I think it's well after ADP, but I don't know. I think so too. Oh, Max Muncy. I think that picks like good. In the middle of round eight. That's aggressive. So that's where we said he was going to go. Let's look at the Miles Straw team. Verlander and Rodon. By oh, the yeah. Way, that was the team together. you said had no steals, but it does have Otani in the end. So that team now has a fair share of steals. Man, you just you have to overpay for speed, though, It's if you're going to if you're going to wait. That's the thing. And, you know, Straw's quote unquote worth it in terms of category juice, but he's not worth it in pure like that's not a roto value pick. Mm-hmm. Right.
pretty happy with those last two picks. I'm not going to lie. And this is the round of risk with Rodon going with Max Muncie. Have you guys taken Muncie anywhere? Uh, I took him in one. You see where he fell a bit. I'm not against Muncie the player. Like I think Muncie the player is is quite good. Um, well, I, yeah, I think the player is quite good. Situation, obviously. I'm, just he's one, I'm, I'm worried he's one swing or one throw away from being yep. done. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of scared of him. Uh, I love the player, but yeah, just he, you know, when you when you don't when you you know that Tommy John is still on the table, it's tough to to invest in that. Yeah. All right, so I am up. Oh, Suzuki just went. That's it. That's it. Aggressive. That has Peter McLeod. Yep. Yes, of course. <laughs> no the competition. <laughs> Bloomfield got good value, by the way, on Kenley Jansen. Uh, I, I, wherever he signs, he's going to close. I, I think we all know that, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. I, I think so. Yeah. Suzuki. I don't, I don't even know how. Yeah, I would have taken that prop bet that Tim was going to be taking Suzuki in this. Yep. Uh, yeah. That. that is that was a no brainer, Will Smith? So you got yourself a closer. I got two closers now, him and you got a yourself two closers. Wasn't totally the plan, but I feel like Will Smith at the end around eight is just like no, I agree, too good to pass up. That, I did not see that one coming at all. Yeah, well, I mean, Kenley or Kenley and Smith were both pretty good values, I thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like we're getting to the end of that group of closers, right? That that group of closers that everybody believes in. Mm -hmm. We got Ryan Roof here joining us now. Greetings. Um, hey, Ryan. If he writes closer encounters for us, he's been on the pod before. He runs our closer grid. Welcome. How you doing? I'm doing great. Ryan, just... say, say something positive about Will Smith. Uh, Will Smith <laughs> Actually, one. either one of them. <laughs> yeah, like both of them. Um, yeah, I think he. I think he's fine. I, I, you know, he he had a pretty high home run per nine last year, and they still stuck with him. So mm -hmm. I'm pretty confident that that the role is his. And even though Atlanta's bullpen is pretty pretty stacked, um, so yeah, I like both Will Smiths. Yeah, I got the catcher version earlier. I don't know how much you've been following along. So I joined and and I saw Adley Ruchman was was. Taking third was that? No, a, that was. Oh, I see. That was mistake. That was okay. rolled back. Yeah. Okay, got it. He's still okay. out. And you know what's going to happen is we're all going to forget that he's available too. And it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> uh, that always, you know, that always seems to happen. Nice. So, Fred, you're up round nine. You just took the multi-position guy, Jake Cronenworth. Uh, because I don't have a shortstop or a first baseman. Well, now you do. I got one of them at least. Yeah. So I don't love the late shortstops. So I feel like now I can stay out of that. And I have two shortstops. So got that going for him. Maybe I just won. Who knows? Bobby Witt might be held down by the Royals for another year, but uh, we'll see. So I'm not sure if you guys covered this yet, but um, how, since most of the focus has been on NFBC draft. You kind of cut out on us. Say that again, por favor. Uh, he's frozen at the moment. Yeah. I. 
Nate Eovaldi goes, sure, now he's, now goes he's to Ryan Bloomfield. Wow. Hey, can you repeat that question, by the way? Uh, you froze on us. Yeah, my bad. So the question was, you know, the most of the drafts we've been doing have been NFBC focused and, and this right. is obviously a, not an overall competition. So, so what adjustments are, are you guys making? Closers are going a little later. Uh, that that's the big one. Uh, and I'm not surprised they're still going earlier than last year, but they're going later than in a PC later than any draft and hold, you know, RT does draft and hold. So does fan tracks too. I don't want to, you know, be, you know, I, I, I don't want to like be this, you know, I don't, I don't want to be too NFPC centric just because they're partners of ours, but uh, you know, draft and hold conceptually. I mean, there's no, you know, you're not adding from the waiver wire, you're not trading. So naturally closers are going to get pushed up a little bit more. Yeah. I see uh, Jeff, you have, you drafted class a in, in round five and, and Fred uh, Bryce L. Glacius in round four and Will Smith in round eight. So those prices are definitely lower than they are in NFPC in NFPC in, in universe. That there's without a doubt. Right, we're used to round three for. I mean, even Class A has crept into round three uh, lately. Yep. So nice to get the discount. It is indeed. It is, guys. I could have waited and taken Adamus for another round. Had I instead of Wit, but I and I can see it, but I'm still happy. Because the Dom's still hanging there, one pick he away. Still hanging there. You double it up. Okay, what is what does Podhorzer need? What wild card can he take this time? Good question. What Clayton Kershaw is near the top of the queue. So is Austin oh. Meadows. Those are some nice yeah. wild cards. Yeah. See all of that. It's too early for Brandon Nimmo. I like Nemo, but yeah. Contreras and Kershaw were both hurt last year, and they're the top guys in like the default queue. And mm-hmm. He goes Wilson Contreras, so there you go. And that's kind of the – I think that's the last of the top catcher tier too. Right. I mean, depending on where you have Rushman, uh, I, I have him – or Tyler Stevenson, I have him a step below that. But uh, guys, I think I might take a second closer here. Um. I I like Giovanni Gallegos. Yeah, I was gonna enable you to do it, but do what you want. Yeah. That, Tried to that's get one of, game, but I can't catch up with you. Yeah, you know, that's some of your good. finest work, Jason. <laughs> I go I go with Gallegos over Knable. Yeah, he just wanted to fit the joke. Brian and I just the joke. <laughs> yeah, I came for the I came for the puns. Yes. It'll be interesting to see who St. Louis targets, you know, once free agency resumes in terms of their bullpen. Um, you know, we heard that report that, um, you know, they, they would look for a reliever to pair with Gallegos um, to close out games. So um, be interesting. There's a lot of interesting, you know, pretty good relievers out there in the market right now. So, um, Gallegos is obviously proven he's he's been pretty elite past several seasons. So mm-hmm. I like him to still get at least twenty saves, even if they sign someone to to share the role. 
So I don't usually take two closers in the top 10. I'm going to have to like chill out on relievers for the rest of the draft. May I'll get, I'll get someone late. You want like two and a half closers, but I'm really going to have to like find, find the hitters I like in the, in the teens a little bit more. And I know in a 15 team where those can dry up a little bit. So that I'm going to have to have a focus on them and, and a handful of starters, but that that's the one consequence getting the second closer. Fred, you're going to go through the same thing a little bit. Yeah, we have, we have the same build right now as far as just having two starters and two relievers. Um, you're going to have to attack probably speed a little more than I will. Yeah. Um, in the, in the middle rounds. Um, whereas there's obviously a trade-off there. So I'm going to need to look, but I'm going to probably have to attack maybe power a little bit. Um, it's definitely a freeing feeling to be in round nine and not need saves feel like you don't really need saves or steals. Like I need steals, but I should be able to just naturally run into the last, whatever I need, like 40 or something I need for the rest of my roster. So, right. Um, yeah. Lock that's up the scarcest, a, a pretty good feeling. Absolutely. Yeah. You gotta lock up those scarce resources. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of pitchers. I like there, and I go off the boards. That's going to be the tough part. Is I, I'm looking at the starting pitcher queue. And I'm like, oh, I like him. I like him. The, the flip side is I don't see a whole lot of relievers that I like. So kind of. Well, we've be, we've almost hit the point or we have hit, actually I'd say we've almost hit the point where like all the relievers left have some decent question marks about whether there'll be closers. Like if I just look down my list here, Kimbrel needs to get traded. Canable, um, mm-hmm. we all assume he's going to be the closer, but we don't really know when he threw like 25 innings last year. We just don't. Um, the Phillies might ha- have a lot of roster building still left to do. Yeah, um, exactly. I that's, think more on yeah. the hitting side than the pitching side is the difference. That's right. Tyler Rogers, like the Twins, could still add more relievers. Like Blake Trinan, we all know the whole thing with like with Jansen and the Dodgers. Like mm-hmm. David Bednar, is he really going to be the Pirates' closer? Are the Pirates going to win any games? Like Mark Melanson's still there. So can the Diamondbacks get him save chances? Can he actually be a closer for another year? and hold a job there's just we've hit the point where there's warts like pretty significant warts Duvall right like and then Floro and guys like that like there's pretty significant warts on everyone who's left so you can stay out of that because yeah. you use your picks more aggressively and I, I don't know I think that's I don't think there's anything wrong with that yeah Yeah, I had to live in some of those. I in the league that I took Will Smith as my closer one. I had Lou Trevino and and uh, Jake McGee as closers two and three because that's what I had to go digging into. I agree with your McGee versus do, uh, Doval take. By the way, um, I, I don't. Th- I certainly don't think it's settled. Right. Uh, whether it, it, that it's on that Duvall is the guy, and I actually think I have I projected McGee for more. So. For whatever it's worth. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, no. it was, I loved McGee last year and got him dirt cheap everywhere. Uh, it was great. Uh, but, you know, it's, you know, Duvall's got great stuff. I'm not going to say, I'm not here to say Duvall, Duvall doesn't have the better stuff, but I mean, he's made a career of not being able to throw strikes and all of a sudden he could for like a month. But right. we've, seen reliever vol- we've seen reliever volatility go away. And like I made the point about, um, like, He's like Sir Anthony Domingo, so we all love 16 saves. And the next year, he was out of a job within three weeks. Then he was hurt later that year, uh, and that was all under Gabe Kepler. Yeah. So, guys, we kind of hit a stage of the draft where there's a whole, not a whole lot of speed, uh, at least where you're not reaching for it. You know, you can go Kelnick. That's like the one 
guy you could go here. Manaya was like, I mean, Grisham was the last of the guys that's kind of reasonable in this range. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to get him. I'm not going to take him. I'm just going to take the best available bat here. Uh, but uh, it, it, it's, it's an interesting spot, I think. Yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah, there's, there's a significant trade-off probably for most of the speed guys from this point off on like whether it's a playing time trade-off or a batting average trade-off or something. Or where they like, or where they sign, like, you know, Jonathan VR's name stands out uh, because of what he's done in recent years. Like if he were to turn around and sign it, like go back to Baltimore, go to Colorado, you know, go somewhere where, you know, like, Hey, here, you're going to go play. Like he's easily draftable here uh, based on the volume. But if he doesn't, then it's a complete wasted pick because if he's got to have, He's proven he's got to be able to have all that volume to give you what you need. Uh, but like if we had signings now and he was given like, hey, we're signing this guy and we're going to let him play every day, he goes here. For sure. I think, yeah, yeah I think that's the, the the thing with VR is you, you almost, because we know the chances are decent that he could be a bench bat on a, on a team that, or utility guy, and then he's almost waiver wire. Are pretty close uh-huh. to waiver wire. So when do you hit the point in the draft where you're willing to draft someone who you may actually cut in April, like like unrelated to an injury? So I don't know. Yeah. It'll be a while for VR. I think he's I think his ADP is like in the late 200s or something like that. So so it'll be a while. But um, yeah, you you almost you almost want well you, ideally you want him on your bench or in your like your utility spot when you come out of this draft. But it, his mm-hmm. ADP is not quite there like you're gonna have to invest enough that you're gonna have to have him in like a little more of a prominent role than that i believe his adp he's gonna end up in the 15th round at some point here okay i wanted to look i gotta pull i've got too many tabs open there's the tab i want nope that's not the tab i want you know, uh, Harrison Bader, AJ Pollock, you know, have the chance for for double digit steals, kind of in this somewhat this range, yep. maybe yeah, a little bit yeah. later. Those are two guys I've been kind of targeting for speed. I take that back because he's it's closer. Uh, his ADP is closer around seventeen or eighteen, basically two eighty. Yeah, there's a lot of guys in that range. Yeah. Josh Bell is someone I like. I could have gone that route, but. Oh, you want Meadows? Okay. Yeah, I like Meadows. I think he's due for a little bit of a bounce back. I know his he's usage due for was a weird. Trade. His usage was year- weird late in the season. Well, it but... was, he was weird because, you know, he drove in 100 plus runs. Only hitting 236 and not playing every day, as you said. Uh, so he was able to drive in all those runs despite not in every day uh, and where his lineup, where he was running around. But I honestly think he's one of the guys that's going to be traded by the club. So maybe he moves into an opportunity that gets where he's going to get full time because he's not signing a deal. Uh, and this would be the time that the club tends to trade guys that don't want to stick around. Yeah. Cleveland. I'd love to see him here. Uh, Chicago needs a left-handed bat. And you look at how right-handed heavy that White Sox lineup is. I don't know what they could send in return. Uh, Cleveland, yeah. could their, use, their farm yeah. system is just. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like they need a left-handed bat in, in Cleveland, uh, and that would be a nice fit. I mean, in, in, in Chicago. 
but yeah, Cleveland's what five year pursuit of finding a starting outfielder that could stick. Yeah. In <laughs> I feel bad for you, man. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Fred, you just took uh, Luis Garcia. I like him. Just did a video mentioning him today. Like all the Houston pitchers, but I, I think Garcia with his strikeout upside is really nice. Yeah, I think he's. I think I need to find a little more pitching depth. I was going to take Chris Bassett, and then he got sniped. I was actually hoping to get the both of them on this turn. I've also mentioned Bassett in it because the, 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 we just did it. one guy, one hitter, one pitcher. I like from each team in the AL West. Uh, I okay. did that with Alan Sislowski today. And it's so funny, Bassett and Garcia were two that I mentioned. I mean, if the Bauer thing works out for her, she's got a really scary team of Wheeler, Ray, Bauer, and now Bassett as a starting yeah. rotation. Um, you know, Boy, there's a wide range of outcomes right? with all that. Really, really wide range. And you, and you know the closers are going to be very late in this draft um, for her. Yeah. Because that's how she typically approaches it. Um, hmm. my next pick for my next trick. Um, this is a tricky one. I have a bunch of, you hit the point in the middle rounds where you kind of have a lot of, I don't know about you guys, but you kind of have a lot of guys ranked pretty similarly. Yeah. It's almost like you're just picking one out of the pile. Yeah, definitely. But you know, it's funny. They're, they're all similarly ranked, but the result you get on them is will not be the same. Absolutely. Yeah. Apparently, I like position eligibility. Ah, I just was looking at him. Stop looking at I didn't share my screen, did I? <laughs> oh, you know I'm using a piece of paper right now anyways. Yeah, I know. That's true. An old-fashioned piece of paper with all the names on it. Are you a, are you a grid guy like uh, Matt Modica writing in little squares? Nope. I just got a list of my guys ranked in order, and I'm picking off that list. And I don't pick, like, always the highest guy on the list. but Oh, see – Tim just ran a great psyops on us there. He fake picked Adley Rushman in the first round and then gets him in the eleventh round. I mean, what what a move! I just tip your hat. I'm not even mad. What was that? I guess I live near the Charlotte Motor Speedway, even though it's 25 miles from my house. <laughs> Somebody out on the roadside's doing something. Is the season we just had Daytona uh, this weekend? Past yeah. weekend, so yeah, a friend of ours went down to Florida to see her husband. He's a uh, uh, working on assignment as a surgeon, so she went down. What normally takes her nine hours to drive back took her eleven. She goes forgot about Daytona five hundred. <laughs> like, oops, but she was nice enough to stop and get us some Buckies on the way home. So, yay, Buckies! What are Buckies? Bucky's is an amazing gas station slash barbecue. It's like, it's like, think of a, a giant gas station. When I say giant, I'm talking like 96 pumps, uh, where Cracker Barrel and Walmart and barbecue all collide into one massive building. Uh, they're from Texas. So anybody from Texas is like, oh my God, Bucky's. Uh, but they have them. There's one in Daytona and there's one in Jacksonville as you're leaving Florida. And apparently there's one here on the east side of North Carolina that I have to get over to, but I, I spent an hour and a half last time I was in Bucky's. Mm. So next time you're when in you Texas, spend an hour and a half in a gas, gas station, you do it. That's what I always say. I got lost at one point. I'll be real. So, I mean, it's, it's big. Hey, there goes Kimbrel. 
whatever pick that is. Yep. Something in the middle. Kelnick and Taurus. Some some guys that are of some semblance of risk here. Who's the risky guy that's next for Mr. Uh, for Mr. Podhorzer? It's Kershaw time. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Boy, by the way, this is where knowing like the defaults really matter. You look at some of the guys that are high. Like Dylan Bundy is listed as 128 in uh, RT's default. You got if don't rely on the default queue if you're like on the clock trying to pick a player. Um, because make sure you have your own set of rankings. Be prepared. Yeah. Because otherwise you're going to panic and take someone that's Churchill. way off. <laughs> there it is. Oh, that's beautiful. We are just – this is – dude, he, he's either going to totally crush us or he'll be done in June. You know, it's – Or what often happens in these scenarios, um, it's going to be a mixture of those two things. Yeah. Some of these guys – some of those guys are going to hit and some of them will miss. Yep. Uh, Brian Hayes went about a, a round or two ago, and that would have fit perfectly on my team. I was kind of bummed about that. Here's here's my issue right now that I'm running into is a lot of the guys I like are the guys that would fit my team are at positions I don't really need. I need to hurry up and make a pick, though. I'm going to take Dylan Carlson, though. I like Dylan. I'm, I don't care if I have four outfielders. I like Dylan Carlson. So, there. He's someone I've been, I've been taking – recently in my drafts just to get some shares. Um, just wonder what the speed's going to look like, right? Like, yeah. Again, we can trade for speed, though. That's the one saving grace right. that I'm kind of trying to count on a little bit. But Yeah, I'm not seeing any one particular team that's running away with the category. Unless I'm overlooking something. But, no, uh, well... I mean, Ryan's got Bichette and Anderson right out of the gate, plus Goldschmidt. If Springer, I really like what Fred, healthy, really like what Fred did with speed. Yeah. J Ram, Teoscar, Witt, Reynolds pitching a few, Cronenworth a few, Luis Rice a few. And if the team doesn't get hurt running to first, he's got speed too. a weird team for me yeah i'm gonna try to maybe count up my steals what do i think i've got here because i haven't drafted since i started with some i've drafted a bunch of guys who get like five so that's not gonna help much gardner and joe are hurting with steals towards the end of and out of picking 14th and 15th so i expect some more steep speed to come off the board before my next pick so wheat oh so I'm giving you a heads up. <laughs> so Jeff, is that your next pick priority is to get someone who can steal you uh, the bases? I think it's just to get an infielder, but it might be right. an infielder or I like kind of like Tyler Stevenson at this price. I might go that route and just say that heck with speed or Christian Vasquez. I suppose I could go there and get five stolen bases. I don't know. There, there's, I have, uh, I, I have options. Um, wouldn't mind jumping back into the stolen base pool. There's some third baseman I like. Well, Steve saved me for myself because I do love Zach Gallen. I still have an affectation for him, and I think the price is right. But that might force me to go a different way. 
So Joe Sheehan will be back in AL Tout Wars. Okay. Oh, nice. Whose spot is he taking? Chris Liss. Ah. And GNL is also moving to the mixed draft. Um, so Chris Blessing is in that spot. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Oh, there goes Canadian. Wow, Joe, that's early for Joe taking a reliever. He's a Canabler. I think that's a fair yes. pick, though, at this point. Like, he was my highest ranked remaining reliever. Yeah. My on my list, the closer options are getting like pretty. I, I've taken him in the tenth round, and and um, the two leagues I was able to get to him, somebody beat me to him and took him in the ninth. Uh, but I've taken him if he's in the tenth, and I'm in your league, he's he's going. That's where I've been comfortable taking him. I, just, oh, I like those pick. I like the Garcia pick quite a bit there too. Yeah. That landing spot in Miami for him could be really nice. If Jazz does what James thinks he'll do, Avi Garcia could have a really nice year in Miami. Drive yep, in. I don't mind that that pick right now. Unfortunately, uh, Ryan uh, Noak, I, I, we missed your uh, question. Um, I apologize for that. Sometimes we miss the questions in the uh, the queue. Um, oh, I can't see. Keep anything. posting them. If we miss it once, post it again. Uh, we'll answer it as best we can. Ty France just goes, you know, he's a prodigious <laughs> hit by pitch guy. He's right up there with Anthony Rizzo in terms of yeah. his ability to get plunked. He's got that uh, multiple position, uh, multi position thing going too. Yeah, but the first and second, right? Looks like Steve's just going to let speed kind of go for his team unless he's going to throw a lot of late darts because that team is really slow. Yeah. Um, to Pat's question, that it, Iglesias being a top shelf closer for two, three years. Personally, my guess is he already had the one year last year. And I don't like saying a guy, a closer is going to be a top shelf guy for three consecutive years. Just myself. It just the reliever volatility is just too much. Um, so again, this year, I don't know about moving forward, but you know, last year was his step forward and uh, we'll see how it holds up. Just my thoughts. Yeah. We got Todd Zola trying to chime in. I can we put in five people at once, or are we list? Are we I'm limited sure. to four? I'm not knowing. Who knows Streamyard very well? I'm on the clock, so uh, hang on, Todd. You just I'll focus. You. Make a good pick. Yeah. Tapia, that wow, that is early for Rymel Tapia. That is a I need speed pick. I feel what a re thirty six. Like he fell, he fell almost seventy picks in the Riders League. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go a little. Uh, am I gonna do it? Yes, I am. I'm gonna take a second catcher, Tyler Stevenson. Come on down. Under the theory, he's gonna get a ton of playing time this year too. He should. Speed's overrated. I will not be drafting another closer for a long time or a catcher forever. But took him over uh, Christian Vasquez, uh, which I know Todd's not going to be happy to hear because I know he's back on Vasquez. Meanwhile, I'm going to try to figure out if I can get him in the room, at, if we can get five people in the room at once. We I might gotta predict, he's going to take Sandoval in the back problem. Yeah. 
I can drop. I have to. I have to run soon anyway. So. All right. Why don't we do See that? I'm guys. sorry. Don't mean to kick you out there, Ryan. But thanks for joining us today. Yep. Uh, Good right. luck. Check out Closer watching. Encounters up on Rotowire. Thanks a lot. You bet. He There's took Todd Zola and the back issues. Todd Zola, how we doing? Except, has the Novocaine worn off? Yeah, it's all off. Yeah, the Novocaine in the. And the extra strength Tylenol is kicked in too, so we're all good. All right. <laughs> and, I, and I like Stevenson more than Vasquez for what it's worth. Okay, cool. It's just that Stevenson's usually gone or or I just miss him. Yeah. Been somewhat paying attention. I'm doing an auction and I'm I am in such uncharted territory for me where I'm usually with the hammer, I'm sitting this one out because I've got like $22 left for six players and we're like two-thirds of the way. Players are still going for six, seven, and eight dollars. So this is almost as excruciating as a, as a uh, root canal with little effect of Novocaine. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? That was more excruciating. This is just, uh, just I can let players go by and it doesn't hurt. Robbie right. Grossman, there was one of the few uh. remaining steel sources yeah and guy i talked up on matt williams podcast matt is uh the uh defending champ of the draft and hold tout wars league yeah co co defending champ oh is that how it worked alan Hanner, alan harrison tied and they even tied in the tiebreaker wow that's wow. wild so we were gonna have a, a steel cage match at tout to figure it out but since we're going live since we're going remote we decided to have them split it Dang, Segura also went. Uh, that's a little early for Segura. I thought I'd have plenty ample opportunity to get he or Wong, and I was wrong. You were very wrong. Mm -hmm. Are you son second Sorry. baseman? Okay, yeah. Well, I'm son stolen bases. Uh, ah, I'm not well, totally sons. I've got some. I mean, but I really need like Bobby Witt to get the call early and have the green light. Blah yeah. blah blah. There, we what? need. Instead of like, oh, I've got it. You know, it's it's kind of a problem. What pick number are we now? This would be about one seventy nine, right? One seventy nine. Fred is on the clock with one seventy nine. He took Marcel Ozuna. Plug your nose at that one, but in it, you know how the category is in steals, Jeff. It's very bunched in the middle. So if even if you're in the bottom part of the bunch, you can manage that category in season as necessary. Yeah. Make a trade or whatever. So it's not. In a, in a trading league, as you know, it's not such a bad thing to come out a little bit short. Correct. And Tucker's going to give you some, right? I mean, that's why you drafted him in the first round. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So you got to remember what you got early. Uh, and, and Cody Bellinger should get a handful, too. Yeah. In this auction, I had no speed, and I took Miles Straw for 14 bucks and some people on Twitter love it. Other people don't, which is you know, so weird. Status quo with Miles Straw, right? Status quo for Twitter. Well, no, it's, it's, it's good. No, it's good. The, 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 if no one's being, you know, no one's being cruel. It's actually kind of fun. But I just got Jake McGee for a dollar, hoping to get money off the board. I like that. I'll take that every Heck time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a closer yet. But I can use him. You do now. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I'd like to think I can use him. You know, in this league, 
is my third reliever during weeks where I don't like the starts too. I mean, he's useful. Under the cover of night, Fred just takes uh, Ranger Suarez there. I, like I don't that feel pick. good about that. I don't feel good about Marcelo Zuna for one reason, and I don't feel good about Ranger Suarez for another reason. I didn't. You'll just take a shower and you'll be fine. But I feel good about. I do feel good about the Marcelo Zuna pick from a strategic perspective. I do think the Braves are going to just play him. What don't you and, like about uh, Suarez? Uh, about Suarez, I. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I just. I don't know. I don't know. I just didn't feel great about him. I just didn't feel great about that pick. He's. I don't know. I, I well, should like him. I don't know what to make of Suarez, I guess. I guess that's what it is. I don't know what to make of Suarez. You obviously don't like risk. Broach, pterodactyl. You, you, took such, you don't like risk, Fred, because you got Chris Sale, you got Dylan <laughs> Cease. So obviously you're into safe pitchers. Yeah, see see what I mean? So now I've got <laughs> this. The guy who took Suarez, Suarez at 185 in the AFL League, Todd. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a mistake. <laughs> and I didn't mind it. It worked out okay because I got the guy and I flip flopped him, but that was a mistake. Oh, that was the round you did that. Yeah, I, I, okay. I've been using I've been using the software for so long, but like once a draft, I will miss. I, I will like put, put the players in the wrong round or something like that, so that it defaults to the top of the actual queue and not my queue. Gotcha. And that's what it did. I think what I did was. I had these players left from a previous round and I just assumed that it was the, the, the all list or, you know, cause sometimes I do that too. And I just, you know, Oh, oh good. I got my queue set up. I don't have to worry about it. Yep. Ranger Suarez. Fred, did you consider Jordan Montgomery in that spot or is Suarez like the guy you're like, Hey, here, cause Montgomery went three picks later and that's a personal favorite guy of mine this year. Um, when I look at his, you know, he throws five pitches. He really shouldn't get rid of the uh, sinker because it's crap. But, you know, he's got the other four are really good. And his curve and his change, big whiff rates on them. I do like him quite a bit. Uh, I can see some similarities between he and Suarez, though. Yep. Um, Montgomery was like, was at the top of my list, but he was in the top, I don't know, six or five or six or something like that. But I actually thought he might make it back to me. He was actually on my radar for two rounds from now like just looking at i forget like i'm just trying to see what pick we are on right now total we uh, are uh, one i think we are on pick uh 190, pick, yeah one, 189 right now okay yeah i've i found i found in, in my dcs that i was often able to get montgomery in the early 200s so i thought maybe he would make it back to me so John Means was another guy who in my DCs I was able to get in the early 200s, and he went a little while ago. He went 173 in the AFL league. Montgomery did. Okay. Um, I, the other day I comped him to Jimmy Key on a podcast. That's what he reminds me of. <laughs> oh, if you had said that before I picked, I probably would have taken him. <laughs> Jimmy yeah. Key could, may have been the first pick I ever made in the fantasy league. Wow. I loved, I loved watching Jimmy Key pitch. It was, it was one of, if not the. Floral's kind of an interesting pick as a closer, too, no? There's a lot of these yeah. the closers in this level that are going, so it's kind of interesting. Guys, I'm going to take a guy I thought initially was going too high, and now I, I've I'm kind of got some religion on him. Is Tarek Skubal. I love the strikeout upside. I love that Tucker Barnhart is his catcher, too. I think that this – and Javi Baez is playing defense behind him. And I needed K's. Sounds like a perfect fit. Somebody I loved way too much last year. 
Adamus really slipped. Think about that. When I took, we were talking about him a little bit when yeah. I took Bobby Witt a few rounds ago. Good pick by Alan Harris. Yeah, I get that he doesn't run, but you know, when you look at what he's done away from Tropicana for his entire career and what he was doing before he got hurt after that trade, and the fact that he's going to get to beat up on some of that bad NL Central pitching on those second division clubs. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm surprised. Go. But where he looked, you know, the guys that have gone since, if I'm with the past, the only shortstops that have gone since are Glaber Torres and Ahmed Rosario. And in the context, if I need somebody that's runs, I get passing on Adamas. But, you know, that's really where it, that's, you know, you're taking shortstops and you needed speed as both of those teams did. I get the, I get the picks they made. Marcus Stroman just went. He and Miles Straw should be on the same team. Make all the arguments in favor of that. <laughs> Kopech's interesting there. I like that pick. A lot of upside. The thing about a 15-teamer is you're always going to feel like you're light and stuff. I know you made the comment, Todd, like, where are all the good hitters gone when you got to, like, 17 or so? I feel like that. I, I see that iceberg uh, iceberg approaching my ship right now. We do enough drafts that one of them just falls perfectly, and you don't feel that way. Right. But in general, you almost have to plan where to be light and how to make it up. And then, you know, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Yep. So, Todd, you weren't in here earlier, but uh, good news: Joe Sheehan is coming back to Tout Wars. He'll be an AL Tout. Good. But, yeah, that's excellent. Yeah. Uh, we had, we've had some movement today. Chris Blessing is in. Jeff Barton is in. So got some more names nice. coming. Yeah. Some, nice. Got like two, I got like two spots to fill. and One in the NL tout, one in the mixed auction. And I like we'll be, the mix we'll of, you know, new blood and people that have been grinding for years back. You know, it's, it's a nice right. mix. New old mix, yes. Yeah. Chris was great. I love Chris having his own team. Yeah. Chris Clegg. Yes. I was listening. Right. Double catcher. Double tap catcher on the 13-14 turn by Joe Sheen. Keybert Ruiz wow. and Gary Sanchez. Hmm. A lot of lot of upside. I'll say that. Yeah, our buddy DVR is still in Sanchez, so. Yeah, I give him one more year. I think I took him in the um in the in the speakers draft because I, you did. I thought I could absorb it and I thought I could get someone else fairly. You know, is my second catcher. You did you took him at two seventy five. Yeah, so it's like you know I'll double tap a little early, but it's the draft champions league, and then I got Matt Thace. I kept looking to take him and I was like, oh, he's gone. Who took him? I wait. Oh, wait. This, of course, this room's sharp. They know everything. I forgot to take him. I I forgot. It's the only league I haven't taken him in yet. Yeah, because you you bragged about tweeting it. You you tweet bragged that he's, or or was it Vlad that did that, actually? I don't want to blame you when it's Vlad that did that, but. What did Vlad do? Oh, he says, you know, he's always my round 48 or something like that, you know. Oh, I haven't said that. He's like, he's been there in the, in the, in the end game, and I think I've taken him in the 45th round or later um, as my fourth catcher and my yeah. other two DCs. And I just 
forgot to take him one round that I'm like, oh man, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would. I, that's why I took him in the fortieth or whatever it was because I for, I forgot. So you know what? What does it matter? Fortieth or forty fifth? They're going to take away my so called expert card. So I just uh, I just said I'm not going to forget. I think that was the round I reached on Robert. Reached. Uh, you know, I keep taking darts on Robert Stevenson. And I took oh Honeywell. I took Honeywell and Colton Welker, uh, and then I think that was the round you took um, Matt Thice. Okay, I, I can so go to Matt Collins, and it'll be in my fourth catcher. Yeah. All right, so I'm finally going to take my first corner of the draft. Probably Andy Barons is hanging his head in shame with, with me. All right, he's demanding I had my hang in shame. Hmm. Uh, I'm taking Josh Donaldson here, uh, nice. frankly. Yeah. I'm pretty happy with that. Can't go wrong. Should yeah. be. Yeah, there, there, no no risk whatsoever there. None. Podhorse is probably going, God damn it, that was going to be my guy. That's my safe guy. That's my safe guy. I mean, it's the right, it's the right price, 15. So this is, uh, I always get the math wrong on this one. This is 205. So this was what, pick 211, right? Uh, I just picked 201 with Donaldson. 201. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, so, I mean, this is about, his, his ADP is 205 over the last 30 days. Yeah. But he went to Zimmerman at 218. And I remember him saying, just like, he's here, I'm taking him. Benintendi is somebody that I used on on the team that I was trying to build speed throughout where I took pocket aces and I was like, oh, I need to find people that can give me some steals. Mm -hmm. I took him hoping he can be one of the other KC compilers. Going to use this moment to take care of a little bit more business. Uh, our good friends at Thrive are suggesting you can experience a new way to play daily fantasy sports on Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is an exciting player prop fantasy contest. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Sign up for Thrive Fantasy today and receive a free six-month RotoWire subscription. Here's how you can claim your free RotoWire subscription. One, visit rotowire.com slash thrive. Two, deposit a minimum of $10 and receive a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. And three, plan your first paid contest and receive a free six-month RotoWire subscription. It's just that simple, folks. Uh, Jeff Erickson here. I am with my good friends Jason Collette, Todd Zola, and Fred Zinke. We're doing the mixed labor draft. Hope you guys are enjoying this format. It's obviously a little bit different and longer than what we usually do. It's not one of the Jason Collette, Paul Spore, curiously long podcasts, uh, but it, it is... <laughs> Um, but we are doing a little bit of longer length here. Fred is actually on the clock. Who you get? Who you taking here, Fred? What are you thinking? Um, you can see as I get quieter as the draft goes along. I'm going to take Eddie Rosario. Okay. I heard he had a good playoff. Yeah. Price is right again. Signed. Although, me, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go maybe ahead. get me ten steals, which would help. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Defense has improved, so you know he should have a job. Well, defense in left field is improved. Yeah, yeah. he's a neat. I, I I originally had him ranked lower, and then I took another look at him. He basically in his career just sucked in Cleveland. 
like for half a year, he sucked in Cleveland. So I looked at him like, so starting in like 2017 with Minnesota, 836 OPS, the next year, 803, the next year, 800, the strike shortened season, 792, his time with the Braves, 903, Cleveland, 685. He sucked for half a year with Cleveland. Oh, the other guy I was going to take was Joe Ryan, and I left him for – Zach is killing me tonight. He's Zach's me. a good player. Zach Steinhorn is a really good player. All my, he's taking all my guys. I left – I thought he would be more likely to take Rosario than Joe Ryan. I left well, he hasn't Ryan. taken a picture in three rounds, too. You know, that was probably a risk. <sighs> yeah. I just wasn't in fact, sure he hasn't taken Ryan. a starter. He hasn't taken a starter in seven rounds. I just wasn't sure if Joe Ryan would be uh, – I wouldn't be. I I didn't think Joe Ryan maybe would be at the top of his queue. Here we are. Whatever. I have to bounce back from that. Yeah, it's tough to quit in the middle of the draft. You can't. Yeah. I'm out. A little, little unfair <laughs> to the other. A little bit unfair to the other guys to quit in the middle of the draft. Todd, what do we think about Tanner Houck? Um, I look at Rich Hill and I look at Michael Walker. And I, on one hand, I say, well, they must not want Tanner Houck to start. The internet, I say, well, those guys aren't going to stay healthy. I think so, they'll let him throw five innings when he starts. Um, or 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 he could he could tandem. I mean, Rich Hill's a lefty. You bring in Houck, the opposite sort of handedness, and play that game. And you know that you know the Chaim Bloom knows that. I mean, that's so I I won't I don't mind seeing him as and, and you you probably start Houck. I'm sorry, uh, Hill, just because say in the routine, a little bit older. Um, I think it's just one of those arms you want and let the rest play out. Todd, halfway through your hemming and hawing on Tanner Houck, I took Christian Vasquez. (laughs) (laughs) So basically I wanted to hear you say those other guys are old. He'll be in the rotation and they'll start letting him throw like a lot of innings. I'm not interested at this point, I think in like messing around with tandem starts and who he follows an opener or he is the opener or whatever. So I'm out. I'm out. Someone else can have him. I need I need pitching on my next pick. Yeah, um, but but it ain't gonna be Tanner Houck. Well, nice probably time. won't be. I'm more confident Houck stays in rotation than Garrett Whitlock. Whitlock, I, I almost think Whitlock's gonna close still. Well, I mean, that's but, what I, I think. That there, well, I think Matt Barnes has the warrant or merits the opportunity to show he can do it one more time. And but I think I don't think there's a long leash. I almost clicked, double-clicked pa- uh, Pablo Sandoval for Ryan Bloomfield instead of Patrick Sandoval uh, when he Oopsie. took him there. That would have been unkind. I've got a, a Hinjin Ryu went. That, that's a pretty extreme value take there by Kyle. Uh, by uh, Yeah, yeah, Kyle and Stefania. As I, I like to call him Kyle Stant, Kyle Fania. <laughs> Uh, I think we did that in the chat room. They Kyle kind of liked it, I think, or Stefania did. One of them did. I think it's Kyle tonight, but got a pitcher in mind for my next pick. Although I need to take a first baseman at some could, point. You the law requires a, me. They could do one of those lifetime or whatever they hallmark movies on Kyle's career because he he basically grew up as a Matt Matt Barry Matthew Barry fan. Oh yeah, and he made it his life's ambition to work for ESPN, and he made it happen. 
And I think it's just kind of, I like when people do it the right way. You know, we get asked all the time, why, you know, I, I'm better than you. I should be in Tout Wars. Right, right. I love it when people, you know, Justin Mason, uh, Nick Pollock, these people that do it the right way. Plays the game the right way. Well, just, they don't take anything for granted. They work their tail off and, you know. And professional writer. <laughs> Or do it like me and just show up because I have frequent flyer miles and the guys that run <laughs> run the site can't make the draft. So, <laughs> oh my god, did you just see what uh, Podhorser did? He's he, just he, going now. He's, <laughs> why he's not? Just playing with us for now. those listening at home. Noah Syndergaard. Now to add, okay, well, so let me just pick. <laughs> I'm far from picking. So his pitching staff is Degrom, Verlander. Trinan, Kershaw, Floro, Severino, and Syndergaard. Wow. Does he realize it's not a sim league? He also has Acuna and Adalberto Mondesi and Byron Buxton and Christian Yelich. Anthony Rizzo is going to look around the room and Wilson Contreras and be like, what are you doing here? Pilot? He's going to be like that John Travolta. Like, where, where is everybody? It's crazy. So I was going to take a picture there, and then I saw that at least I had a brief comp- a brief look. I could be wrong about multi-positions, but neither Rudy nor Joe, who are picking after me, have a first baseman either. Okay. And I only have two that I really wanted to get there. I mean, there's others I could get later, but one of them was Trey Mancini, so I decided to go ahead and take him. Um, I, I'm, I don't like that they're moving the fences back like everybody else, but I think that's baked into where he's going now. Oh, for sure. One of them's gonna end up with Sano, one's gonna end up with Dahlbeck at this point, you would have to assume. Kiner Falefa. Did not expect to see that name anytime soon. Well, he's been given the job early with, with Young being hurt. So yeah. in a league like this, you know, you take the per plate appearance value and you figure it out later. It's a speed play too. You're hoping yeah, he's one of the teams hurting on speed. Yeah, and he's gonna qualify at third eventually. So short third. Or he may already, for all I know. I gotta double check on that. Uh, no, it's just short, only short, but he will eventually qualify at third. I need Hold that hope he catches, right? Is this a five or a 10 game eligibility league? 10, I, I believe. I think labor is all 10. 10. I think. I think the catcher slip ship has sailed, but you never know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a third base play. Third base stolen base play is basically what that is. But. PJ Pollock, a guy whose name we mentioned earlier. Yeah, I like AJ Pollock. Like, I liked him a, a lot, uh, maybe a little more in the draft and holds because I felt like I could just I, my roster would be hopefully deep enough to ride the IL stints because mm-hmm. he can be a little annoying with those. Um, but yeah, yes, I like AJ Pollock. The DH spot might help him. Yeah, I feel like I we say that about a lot pick. of guys in the National League. You can dream on the DH in like so many different ways now with National League teams. So, yeah. Definitely light on starting pitching right now, but that's okay. Well, is the guy you were looking at for your pitcher still there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's there's like three or four guys I'm looking at here. Well, the guy that you were going to take instead of Mancini. Yeah. Uh, and I, that's the, that, was, that was the thing. Is like I had three or four guys I would be happy to take. 
at this spot um, at starting pitcher. And I had two guys I was going to be happy to take at first base. So Madrigal is an interesting pick by Joe here. I mean, I get it with Sanchez and like, oh, I've got to try to help my average. But it wasn't like his batting average, his team batting average was in bad shape even with the addition of Sanchez prior. Yeah. I've got another guy in mind, actually. It's another non-pitcher I might be taking. I believe you mentioned him on the Friday podcast, Jason. So we'll see. I'm not going to mention him yet because if I don't take him, I might wait to take him the subsequent round. So I think he's gotcha. he's about uh, due. Remind me when you make that pick. I'll be like, oh yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 talking myself into taking the hitter and not the pitcher. By the way, Andrew because Bowen, of that. One thing I I thought about. I don't think I've men- mentioned this on since we've been talking tonight, but with this, not only with this not being a draft and hold, but also with us being in a lockout and spring training hasn't even started and a bunch of players are unsigned. I'm not totally against just having like a giant hole somewhere on my roster. I don't mean like pitching, like, like that would be too big of a hole, but like, if I just have like came out of this draft with like no first baseman, like, like just a really bad first baseman. I mean, once players sign and NL teams shake out their DHs, and guys get hurt in spring training, like that first fab run in this league is going to be wild. Yeah. Like there will be so many, uh, there'll be some obvious ones, like 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 some team will have picked a closer that we didn't draft or something like that. There'll be some obvious ones, but overall, like I, I'm not against just, yeah, just having like a really crummy first baseman coming out of this or, or, or something like that. Or like, I, I just think that's something that you can probably – the catcher situation, like if you have a really bad second catcher, there might be a team that we assume is going to sign a catcher and they don't. Someone's going to get more playing time than we mm-hmm. anticipate or a catcher who gets hurt between now and open day. Like there's just going to be so much movement as far as fantasy boards go. Once the lockout ends and guys start signing like left, right and center and then spring training starts and guys show up and some of them aren't, aren't are hurt right away and spring training is going to be shortened. So I'm definitely picking more for value tonight than much more for value than I would in an, in an NF, the NFBC draft and holds I've been doing where I'm trying to have, you know, a, do all the right things, the balance roster and every, and, and things like that. I think that's smart. I mean, I think it's generally smart anyhow in leagues that are not, especially in leagues where you have trades, you have fab, you don't yeah. have an overall contest. I mean, I think that all makes sense. Like for example, when we draft, when we usually do the drafts for auctions at tout and we're about two weeks out of opening day. Well, if you come out of that one with like a really crummy, third baseman or something like that's probably actually going to be your third baseman at the start of the year because there's going to be some movement between then and opening day but not a ton so whereas right now in this one like i feel like there's going to be enough so much movement that i could most positions you can probably find someone if you're willing to when you pick out this guy to go a little aggressive on the first fab run after someone maybe who fits a positional need for you all right so i'm gonna do it if we don't, I am we going don't get to take settlement. Go ahead, Joe. Um, no, 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 that's fine. Go ahead, say, finish your comment. I'll take. I'll no, take I was just gonna through. say, like, I, I'm really not looking forward to next week of having to draft, and if we have to strip out certain free agents, we can't even have them. Uh, or you know, you draft somebody and then they jump leagues, and you've got to, you know, we can cash them back for half. It's like great, you know, you spend you know 15 on somebody who's not a top. They're taking away the top 12 free agents, uh, and so um, because like. 
uh, and then if you take somebody and uh, one of the other guys and he goes to the NL, then we're going to get half credit back on it. All right. So I just took my player is Josh Rojas is the player. And I thought you mentioned him on Friday. I did. I did. Um, he fit, he, he checks a lot of boxes for me. He needed a second baseman, multi-positions, and he runs some. Um, Three and, positions. Yeah. So I, I, I tend to like him. I'm costing myself some sweet pitching perhaps, but we'll see. Going to have to uh, – that's right. I think there's more volume there than there is. I do like the McKenzie pick just before you, though. I don't like him. I don't know. I, I just – What do you have against tall, skinny guys? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, Schwindel got taken. That's a guy that's a frequent rostering of mine, but that's okay. I, I knew that was that's a risk. A risk guy's willing to take. But uh, I, I just think he's so wild for one. And I don't think he's very durable. The problem, what fascinates me about him is like, you know, the ERA was ridiculously high despite some other skills that were rather strong. But it was like, as most young pitchers, his non-fastballs, the league hit below 200 off both of them, swung and missed a ton at him. But the problem was he was behind in so many counts. He threw fastballs when he was behind. The league was just hunting him. Um, he gave mm -hmm. up something like 90% of his home runs were off fastballs. Uh, and if he can, in that one skill away group where he can get ahead in the count and then not have to throw his fastball as much, because the, the other stuff, the, the breaking pitch is just disgusting. Uh, and if he can lean on those and not throw as many fastballs, I think there's a, a step forward uh, there for him because when you strike out as many guys as he struck out in the low batting average uh, and, and then have a 495 ERA, it just doesn't line up. And you can see that where a guy can, you know, potentially shave a run off his ERA just with better command. Uh, it may not be this year, but um, I've taken some chances on him this year and uh, I like him. I also do like that Tommy Pham pick by uh, Ryan Bloomfield, especially if Pham is willing to play first base, as he said in, in the news today. Yeah. Check out McKenzie's numbers after he got called up for the last time. And I know short sample, this, that, the other thing. But with Cleveland's reputation, I'm willing to take a shot on McKenzie. Mm -hmm. The control was so much better the last time he came up. Yeah, they uh, it's it's just amazing what they're able to do with guy. I mean, even you know Logan Allen was a hot mess too, and they sent him down. Whatever they do in Akron, and they come back and and, and they do something with him. But you know, Cleveland and Milwaukee are, are two of the teams that are finding these guys that have flaws yeah. and doing something with them. Yeah, let let's let's not mention any more Cleveland Milwaukee guys in case Fred's listening here. But uh, no, he just took Alex Wood, uh, which I like also. He's That'd be a nice pick. Could be a little more durable, but he's yeah. okay. Maybe with the change delivery, it's, a, it's not you know, I mean, not so transformerish as he pitches now. Well, I think because Pod Pod didn't take him, he's probably healthy. <laughs> sure. It's interesting, Mike's doing that. I mean, I'm not going to say he's a strict value drafter, but you know, he has a system. He sticks to it. And he usually goes pretty well with it. So I kind of like seeing Mike get out of his lane. Mm -hmm.
Yeah, this Zach is the, Kyle this Hendricks, is the Justin Mason 2019 main event lane that he's swimming in right now. <laughs> Somebody's got a question in the chat about where will Rosenthal get signed to close somewhere. I just hope maybe, but I want. I mean, he had hip surgery. That's you know, we got to see what he looks like. What he look? We got to see him pitch first. If he's going to get him be able to close somewhere, he may get a cheap one. Uh, I had him third overall closer last year, so I recruit myself from this this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can figure. I mean, he he sure. I mean, somebody will take a chance. The guy was throwing triple digits before he got hurt. Uh, you know, somebody will give him a chance, but it's gonna be it's gonna be cheap. Wouldn't be wouldn't be uh, the worst late round dart throw. This was a fun turn, Jeff. You appreciate the puns, so yeah. I took I took the Alex's wooden cob on the turn. So that's that's pretty corny of you. Totally yeah. corny, but I couldn't resist. Yeah, I I, I think it's Cobb's fun. I, I think he, he could – I mean, I don't think he's going to go all gospel on us, but I think he will be good. He's already throwing enough splitters. Uh, and uh, Andrea takes her first closer, and, and McGee, who we've talked about a couple times already, and, and that's, that's exactly who I would expect her to take. Uh, with the approach of taking closers late, it's nice. Well, yeah, she shares yeah. the same approach to closers as Lenny does. You know? Oh, yes, she's from the Melnick school of I don't draft closers before round seventeen. Yeah. Kind of like Joe, for that matter. Having a few people like that in the league kind of skews the closer values a little bit too. Yes. Oh, there's the Patrick Corbin dart. That's the one I get. He's getting a lot of run of late the last week where people want to buy in again. But why? The velocity is down. Because the slider's so filthy, guys. Not anymore. <laughs> it's I, terrible now. That's the problem. Now he's now it's not Andrew Heaney as this year's Robbie Ray. It's now Patrick Corbin. I just that's gonna be this year's Robbie Ray. I just picked up Heaney for three in a 15 team auction. Three bucks. I think you could be previous years, Robbie Ray. Um, <laughs> but then again, oh, I, hey, I, I got to fly my wrong flag on Robbie Ray. I was not just not on him, I was a vehement never Robbie Ray guy. Ian I predict Carlos Carrasco for, I just want to say Carlos Carrasco goes here to Podhorzer. That fits gotcha. the mold. Yeah, that would be a good decent call. Or Strasburg. No, Strasburg. It's so Strasburg. I was going to make oh, that point. Strasburg with, uh, makes a lot of sense. Do you have to go Strasburg this early? Actually, I think you do. Corbin and Strasburg are 53% of the Nats payroll this year. 53%. It just shows how cheap they are. It doesn't show how. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're getting paid a lot too. And then Juan Soto's next at 15. Uh, but the the other point I was going to make is Ian Conn turned, uh, put me on uh, Ray because he took him for $4 in AL Labor last year. And I remember afterwards going, you know what? I should have made, made you go more. He goes, man, I would have gone 10 so I ended up paying eight in, in talent for him. Uh, and I is Carrasco. And I got him. But that's where I was not in the never Ray, but, you know, in an AL, I don't know. It's, it's tough to be a never anybody in a single format. Eventually, somebody's got to take the guy. Yeah. I famously uh, said there is no upside to Rick, Rick Porcello and then he won the Cy Young. So there was that. Well, you were kind of right, though. Yeah. <laughs> So I was looking at Bailey over last round. 
Um, so that was the guy I, I was hoping he wouldn't go. Um, so I know. And at the, pitchers. Wow. I, there's still so many good pitchers I like. Uh, yeah. I want to shout out. It's, it's always fun to have the guy next to you. Just you look for red crosses in your draft tool uh, to see who he's going to take next. But. <laughs> That team could be a world beater, but it could also be the 15th place team. Yeah. Yeah, Allen's going with that young upside. Ah. Mackenzie and then Josiah Gray here. Yeah. Interesting pick. If, if awesome breaking balls were a category, he has got the market cornered now. Honestly. He's the second Jay Gray that I would take. I would take uh, John Gray take before John Gray. Josiah. I will be taking either John Gray or Hitter X with my next pick, depending okay. on if, if yeah, one of them is it all out there. Because um, I don't think our esteemed competition is listening to me right now. Uh, they're, they're listening to Sirius XM broadcasted. By the way, Rick Wolf, Glenn Colton, Steve Gardner on that pod, on that broadcast, I'd listen to that too. Um, good stuff there if you have Sirius XM. Uh, plus, Ryan Bloomfield's doing his own version of this. So Who's we're all just talking. None of us are here? listening right now. Who's going to bust the pitcher run? We've had 10 consecutive pitchers go, or nine. Have we really? Well, if my hitter is available, I will take him because he's gone too far. Joe's uh, got to take a pitcher here. I mean, Joe has taken a pitcher in five rounds. Well, we're still on Steve, right? Or is, Yeah, I'm just looking ahead to trying to figure out if Steve does it, then Joe's going to take at least one pitcher here. Yeah, I'm only at six pitchers. So, I, oh, yeah, interesting. He I have a batting average well, problem, but... by the way, guys. I, I definitely do not have much batting average. But uh, I don't like building a team like that. But Oh, there goes the pitcher break. Uh... Well, if you're going to – you said you were taking a pitcher or a hitter with your next one? A pitcher? I'll even tell you it's an outfielder, which I, I already have four. But I think there's one guy that's hanging around and hanging around. Yeah, I, I think we're thinking about the same guy uh, on the heels of your your problem on your team as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, once you know when Yuli Gurriel went and Michael Brantley went, that those were some of my late batting average targets. Uh, and once those guys went, I mean, I just kind of like, okay, I'll just steer into it a little bit. Joe's on the radio right now, huh? So extra drama. <laughs> Yeah. Joe's like, I don't need, I don't need a pause. I, I got your stinking pause right here. Two skills he's relievers. He's got his, his skills, his skills. skills. And for those of you who are not looking at the draft board, it's Devin Williams and Paul Seawald that just went there. That's a fun turn. And by the way, thirteen of the last fourteen picks are pitchers. Wow. With Joe Adele, the only guy breaking that up. Uh, 
R. Sands asks, is this an OBP league? It is not. That's why I'm complaining about my batting average because it stinks. Ah, Jonathan, John Gray just went. So hopefully I'll be taking my hitter now. Um, we'll see. Uh, Town Wars, on the other hand, is an OBP league uh, for what it's worth. And so, And that's why I took Mondesi last year. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shoot, I gave the wrong gray earlier. All that talk, and then I. <sighs> Jesus Sanchez, that's another interesting name. Rudy, uh, Rudy Gamble just took him. How much do you do? Like we're all high, pretty acutely aware of what you know Tim's going to do. We know what Joe's doing. I mean, I, I've been paying attention to Rudy's draft, and of course, Podhorsers caught our attention. How much do you pay attention to what your opponents are doing in a snake draft like this? For me, I, I don't do it a lot. Early on, I, go ahead, Todd. I'd say early on, I want to, you know, for instance, uh, you know, Zim in the Jeff Zimmerman in the speakers draft, you know, did his pitching thing. I. I want to be aware early on, mm-hmm. but after a while, it's, it, it, you know, it, it's not, it's not as important to me, but um, early on, I want to see if I have to, you know, is a certain position or scarcity of a category uh, being affected by a strategy after that. Not really. Yeah. All right. I'm taking my hitter. Uh, he is the major league leader in RBIs last year. Mr. Adam Duvall. Come on down. You are leaning nice. into it. Dude, I mean, I, I, <laughs> uh, you know, thing is, it's not an overall contest. I'm yeah. getting like buckets of power and, you know, for really cheap, I think. And I just think he hung around way too long. I am leaning into the lack of batting average. So my team's gonna hit Let's go. Um, <laughs> yeah. But to your question, uh, to your question, I do, I do look, as I was saying earlier, the teams around me, as I'm trying to predict, like uh, who, who's going to be there, what have they taken? that type of thing. But then to echo Todd's point, if somebody is doing something crazy where like Jeff took six pitchers in a row early on um, to kind of say, okay, that's, that's going to push everything else up. I need to adjust, but I, I do tend to, um, you know, take a look and see how those other folks are doing. Same thing in an auction. I want to see who's, who's sitting on the cash. Uh, so to try to figure out how to get them to spend some of it too. Uh, you know, RIP Laura, Laura, but Laura used to be the guy that sat on money. It was always trying to figure out, how he was going to spend some of that money. And we go into the turn and he'd always be the guy with the most money going into the first break. And then he'd come out of it and just spend like on four or five guys. And you're like, that's who you were sitting on. But he would do the same thing every year. See, the, the problem with trying to figure out what Lara was going to do is, is Lara didn't know what Lara was going to do. <laughs> that's true. It's Zen drafting. I have no plan. Go by feel. Yeah. But I just remember he'd come, come out of the break. He'd, you know, $210 left, and then he would just come out and buy, like, five guys in a row. And you're thinking, okay, yep, well, these are the guys I'm, I was looking on. Nope, they're gone. Yeah, in, a, in an auction draft, uh, salary cap draft, the, I made a mistake one year of not paying attention to what closer prices were going for. And it seemed, you know, I was just shocked. I bought three closers for such a cheap amount because closers were going for nothing. So, I, I mean, it was kind of, you know, I'm not getting bargains, 
it was kind of a silly, I just wasn't paying attention. And I uh, kind of regretted that because it was one of the, it was the year after I won the ultimate auction. It was the following year in the ultimate auction. So it was not a good year to, uh, to make that mistake. Yeah. You know, no. here's a, you know, a tip, pro tip for those who are going to be co-managing in an ultimate or in an auction. <laughs> no. um, grab a partner who wants control but smokes. So when they go out in their smoke breaks, you can do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we Great won the year strategy. before. Ellie Serenandez is a guy I like, but I didn't expect him to go this early. He's kind of the... Uh, the old man of that staff at like yeah. 26 years old. Old yeah. man, but less experienced than some <laughs> yeah, of the Yeah, exactly. Patriots. Earlier, we were making a comment about McGee and Barlow land, and they end up on the same team. Yep. I have no problem with where Barlow went there. I think that's a pretty now, reasonable uh, price. Yeah, no, given what's left on the market, if you're going to, if you're going to, you know, wait on saves, that's the guy. Yeah. It's, it's, as Todd will tell you, since he took both Barlows in one league, um, you know, this is what you get down here at the bottom. Right now, he has the job in Texas. But you know, this time last year, it was funny. We were uh, on the Jose LeClerc and Jonathan Hernandez wagon, and both guys were hurt within two weeks of one yep. another in the spring. Uh, and then we ended up with Ian Kennedy <laughs> as, out of nowhere uh, off the top rope, coming up with all those saves before he got traded away. And re-signs with Texas this year and takes it back. Could well, happen. The crude Don't save. Buy Demarcus Evans shares. No. Follow <laughs> <laughs> collected saves at every level he was at. So that doesn't mean we don't have we don't use closer of the future near as much as we used to. But it, that told me something. And yeah, he didn't have much experience, and the the ratios were, you know, uh, they they are artificially low. But even when you regress and you look at the history, I think it's worth the chance. And the thing about that one is you can't – you don't know who to get as, as the number two. Um, I kind of like going Soto and Fulmer because you've got one of the two. You know, right. One's a wasted pick. The other's a value pick, if you will. Mm -hmm. But I don't know who to handcuff or, you know, use as the hedge or insurance for Barlow. It's probably because there isn't. Fred, stop taking Giants. Take one. There you go. There's a non-Giant. There's a non-Giant. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe, Maybe he ends up there. <laughs> yeah, he could. I don't feel... I don't know. My numbers say that Solaire was the right pick. His ADP is, like, way earlier than this. So, I took him. I don't... He, I did not... He was not part of the plan tonight. I forget whose podcast. Somebody mentioned the fact that what if what if the Rockies signed Solaire? Like, <laughs> right. All of a sudden, you're like, hey... It could happen. The Rockies do do stuff like that. He'd have to DH because can you imagine him roaming that outfield? No, I don't want to imagine that. <laughs> that would be a feat. Although we can say the same thing about Schwarber to, to Colorado. Mm -hmm. Nelson Cruz, anybody to go DH. Nelson Cruz is like the perfect age for the Rockies. Waiting on closers and catchers is is the school of Melnick, yes? 
see. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's been a, it's been a while since I've drafted in a in a league with Lenny, but I mean, it's usually wait on me too. Actually, on catchers and and draft Cameron and Maven is what I remember the most. Or him buying a bunch of outfield, like he had a hundred dollar outfielder. He'd buy four outfielders out of the gate, and then in dollar days, he'd be taking his relievers, his relievers and catchers. And one of the you know just advantages of being in a league with Lenny is you know he's going to throw out the closers. So if you want to, I mean, if that's one of your things to, to, to decide on the or learn the closer market, Lenny's going to do it for you. So you can then learn another market, right? So I, I kind of mm-hmm. like being in that, knowing you guys are talking earlier about knowing knowing trends. That's just another trend. True. He's going to throw out whoever is he, we're doing NL tout in a, you know a month. He's going to throw out Josh Hader, whatever his selection is. That's a good point. Kyle Quantrill, I, I purposely didn't mention his name when you were talking about the Cleveland Guardians uh, because a lot of people are like, oh, fade that, fade that. But, I mean, at 278, what's wrong with that price? Yeah, that's fine. Yep. yep. I, I like that. Scott Pianowski well, with Kyle Quantrill. That, that's, such a, that's a very much a Scott Pianowski pick, by the way, too. Like, eh, you know, people, people aren't in love with him. I'll take him, you know. All right. Is it Strasburg time? <laughs> yes. Obviously, like he has is. so many of these pitchers. Like he needs to find a hitter. I feel like. Yeah, but he did. Austin Hayes actually does have a red cross next to his name because he ended the year with a uh, surgery to repair. Uh, that's so core. boring by him. I know. Well, he just knows. Like he's daring us to try to take Strasburg. He's out of, from I- him. He's out of ideas. You know, he's just like, come on. You, you know you want to do it. I dare you. Um, well, I'm going to draft an organization here. I, I, I like this guy a lot. I don't know if he's going to get all the innings, but I need pitching. I need, I think, a guy with good skills. Drew Rasmussen, oh, yeah. come on down. Jason, did I screw up? Uh, no, I, I honestly, I have a tough time grading him i don't but I, I've, I've said this on a couple of things when you watch him pitch i love how he, he forces the issue with hitters because he just doesn't nibble he just attacks the zone mm-hmm. i'm gonna work high i'm gonna work low i'm but i'm i'm not nibbling i'm just attacking the zone and forcing you into in the counts and if i get to if i get ahead in the count that puts you on the defensive and so i love the approach it just doesn't come through on the numbers you look at the you know the strikeout minus walk rate it just the numbers don't look great and there's another pitcher sitting out there. I would say the same thing about, and I, I would bet that Joe's going to take him. Um, but yeah, I, that's where I see. So I have a tough time grading him, but I just love the way he attacks hitters and forces the, the issue. I just don't know if it works over the course of a full season. I think Tampa does a good job of protecting him, though. So yes. it's a good organization for those skills. Yep. For and sure. the other thing is, you, you can't you can't confuse him with Dennis. Because it took me like half of last year to be, wait. He's like young. He doesn't. He's not an old veteran. He's good and young. So. Well, Jason, I'm in a league that you're not in, so I may get to take Alcala as a reserve pick in this 15 teamer. There you go. <laughs> he is one of like six guys I have 100 percent shares of. 
he will get drafted in this draft. I've got the second spoil it for me because I it might have for Fred, but Fred does his own research. He knows. Uh, but someone I, I, you know, I'm since I'm not going to spend another active spot on a reliever. That's like I'm hoping the, the that that's the that's the pool I'm going to be fishing in from some like a reserve spot too. I think. Yeah. The first reserve may be a little heavy, but since I don't get another one till number twenty nine, let's go. For, my only closer is McGee, who I mentioned, and and Kittredge. So, yeah, it's a standalone league, and it, there is Fab, so there is that. Sure. All right. Gotta make sure. There's honestly, and that's the problem. There's there's a lot of guys that I like as potential, you know, guys with skills, not the role yet. Uh, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, most of them are in the National League. So. <laughs> Like if I was an NL, my NL only drafts aren't until April. Uh, and so there are plenty and I can easily see myself taking that route in my NL only leagues where I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm just going to maybe take one good guy and just fade the rest of that and then go grab these options later and, you know, take the darts on the Art Warrens, um, you know, different things like that. The other name I'm trying to avoid only because I know Jeff wants to take them again. <laughs> I'm not worried. Really, I can't snake me on him this time. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what round are you guys in in wrestling? I'm on the clock again. I had no idea. I, I'm not in wrestling. Huh. I think we're in the third still, but I haven't got any. I haven't checked my email in a while, but I also auto picked for. I, I'm on the turn. I'm the 12 13 turn. So, we're yeah. Round. So, uh, some chat questions. Somebody's guys, asking. I'm keeping him for one second. I need a power cord. I'll be right back. Okay. No problem. Somebody's, do we think Pagan's the favorite to close in San Diego? I would say no, because Pagan was there last year and he didn't get the closing job. Um, I don't believe they view him as the option. I think they view him as a uh, as an option, but not as the option. Only because, again, they had options in-house last year, and they went and got somebody else at the last second. Anybody disagree? Yeah. Um, I, I'm not going to draft Pagan in this league for the third year in a row. I'm just going to say that. I'm 0 for 2 with Pagan. Remember, two years ago was when he got traded from the Rays to the Padres right after the draft. Yeah. And that was fun. Um, by the way, Steve Gardner called uh, the bluff of uh, of Mike Podhorzer and took Steven Strasburg just now. And Joe took Bobby Dahlbeck, like I said. So that I'm guessing Sano's. No, no, Gam- Rudy took uh, Jesus Aguilar. So you're right. Yeah. Got one of them. Uh, I still have a corner spot left, by the way. But, there you go. Uh, uh, and then somebody else had a question. You know, when you guys are drafting, do you stick to a list? Uh, this is from Jeff Whitley. What you, uh, yeah, what makes you change? I don't well, stick to a list. Uh, I will. I, I like having options. I will put, you know, making the old football joke, like you want to script your first few picks, but you got to have like, okay, if this guy's going to go, what do you, how do you change it? So, I just like having options if I'm looking at a specific player. Like I, I've mentioned the dollback Sano type of thing. Like I like Dahlbeck better. But if I miss him, then okay, I'll, if I'm in this phase, you know, that's what, you know, I do something like that. Uh, or, or if you like, if you're in the earlier, like the CJ Crone, Josh Bell, Reese Hoskins type of like, that's a pool of one guy. So if you're looking, I'm going to take first and, you know, somebody makes a decision for you with one of those guys. Okay, you're down to the next. So I like to keep, those options open, but I'm kind of looking at how the needs, how things pop up. And I usually, I typically let how I'm tracking in categories determine which direction I'm going to go, but scripting out what I'm doing, no way. Unless I've got like a really full on plan, you know? Yeah. I'm going to kind of, I'm going to 
do what I perceive to be value taking. I mean, uh-huh. I, I I'll say this with the NFPC. I you know you know your draft spot well in advance. You're up by you the way. Have an you have to have an idea what you're going to do with critical spots, speed, saves, starters. Okay. You know, I, Jeff, I think you're up. I know I am. I, okay, I just, but, right. but I'm Sorry. monologuing too. So, <laughs> all right, I, and I'm going to shock you're you. You're riffing. I got. I just didn't know if you, I didn't yeah. see you. Like I'm like. Uh, no, yeah. I had him set up my cue, but sixteen uh, seconds left. Now. <laughs> yep. I'm taking uh, Aaron Ashby this year's nice. Freddie Peralta, uh, which was last year's Corbin Burns. But uh, no, I, I know I'm kind of everyone's so focused on who is the next Robbie Ray, but who's the next Brewer breakout pitcher? It's Aaron Ashby. Lots of yes. strikeouts there. It could be either direction, though. It Luke could, Floyd's a good pick, it could be in the way. back end of the bullpen or it could be in the rotation. It could be on it with Ashby. It could go either way. Yeah, true. True that. By the way, good pick by Podhorzer. That's the guy I should have considered taking in uh, Luke Voigt. Fits his, fits his team motif, obviously. But it's also, you know, that oh, guy just uh, queued up. But it, uh, it also huge upside potential there. And I, I need another, I need a corner infielder that would have, that would have fit well with my team. This, this marks the first draft. I think where I, I haven't got one or of the other of Schwindel or wisdom. Um, I don't want to make oh, yeah, a pulling teeth joke in front of Todd right now too soon, but yeah. No, that's fine. <laughs> I'd like the, the two of them. They both have holes, but they're both going to play. Yeah. I think Wisdom is riskier than Schwindel. Yeah, Tristan. and I'm thinking of a conversation I had with, with Tristan, Tristan Cockcroft, about Wisdom when we're going over the ESPN rankings. He's like, he's just not very good. I'm like, well, he's going to play. But he's like, he's just not very good. <laughs> so that was just the kind of the, I know. I mean, the strikeouts were epic. Yeah. But it worked. Yeah, yeah. You guys were alluding to the San Diego closer. I should have taken the guy I like over um, Alcala just now. So now I'm sweating him making it to the end of the second round of reserves. Yeah. Seven more picks and he's still there. That just reminded me to put him in my queue. Thanks. Although, again, I've, I've, I've asserted that I'm not going to take yeah. another reliever right now. But, you know, I might lie about that if there's certain value I see. But. Yeah, and you guys are you know asking about the lists. It, to me, they're just bookkeeping. I mean, you have to order them somehow. You can do it alphabetical. You would, you know by birthday. I mean, I do put my <laughs> list is in a rough order of air quote value, but I don't stick to it. It's just that's the way it's ordered because that's probably the way I'm going to be crossing them off. Well, we can just we can name players by name now because I'm guessing your guy was Suarez, who yeah. unsurprisingly least surprising pick of the year, Tim. Tim McLeod took him. Yeah, we say that because Tim takes everybody that comes over from Japan. Yep. Just have to know when he's going to exercise that pick. Yeah. Well, it's it's always the answer is always sooner than you think. I'm in a league that our friend Perry Van Hook runs. That's the Tim was in, and I, you know, I, I know Tim was there, and I got Suarez a couple rounds ahead of him, and he was kind of upset. Not upset at me or whatever. He's like, I didn't know you're going to do that. So this is my strategy in this league because this is a league where you can do pitching moves on Friday. So it just, ah, I'm going to get Suarez. So it just, it, you have a, you have four or five relievers in your lineup 
and then you know just float in a couple of whoever has a start that week. So I just load up my reserves with relievers because I you know have six relievers active at a time because only three guys start in a three or four day period. So that's why I had Suarez up on the list. He's oh okay. Oh, I'm picking again so soon. All right. Uh, Dave Dunning. I do like how quickly this draft moves with the one-minute clock. I guess after doing two- and four-hour drafts for the last mm-hmm. few weeks, this is like, wow, this is so fast. I know. First live draft of the year for me. I'm liking it. Yeah, I'm kind of dreading TGFBI if, if we do get some closure to these labor negotiations. I mean, the TGFBI kicks off Monday. Uh, yeah. And if we get, you know, all these, if let's, you know, something happens this weekend and these moves are happening, I can, I, Jeff, I think you mentioned it on, on um, the Sunday podcast with, yep. with Scott, <laughs> like there's going to be some absolute slow playing of the clock. Yeah, for sure. Don't be that guy. I mean, if I'm really going to steer into the lack of batting average, Miguel Sano is probably just calling probably my name here. Screaming your name at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Low Kane is a very nice stolen yeah. base guy there, Fred. Yeah, I mean, a little long in the tooth, but... Still runs. Yeah. Still yeah. runs. And there's just Yeah, there's words on everyone at this point. For sure. I've got... Two pitchers I really, really want coming up and a handful of corners that I'm just lukewarm about. But I need corners. No, I don't know. Ray's eventually Ray's gotta take at least one pitcher this turn around on you because he's got one, two, three, four, five. He only has six pitchers through twenty rounds. Well, if I get one of my two, uh, I'll take the pitcher probably. So this is an example earlier to like talking about looking ahead, this would be an example of looking ahead at something. Whereas like you're trying to, whoever asked that question earlier, this would be an example. It's like, okay, I'm, do I take the picture now? Do I take it later? But I've got a team who's, who's 14 and six on his roster splits. Mm-hmm. Pretty good chance. He's taking pictures with his next two guys. So maybe I'll just lean on the picture and hope the hitter makes it back. Yeah, I was already leaning in that direction anyhow. So. I don't need to advise you. I'm just talking about yeah, it. No, it's a good one should do that. Not you should do that. One should do that. Here's a guy that hasn't been taken yet that I think is kind of interesting. Galen Murray brings it up. Just don't mess yeah. up Connor Connor Joe's at bats. But oh, the Rockies will like, because that's what they do. <laughs> I like I like Connor he's old Joe. enough now that they won't. Actually, he's not some young up and coming guy. He's no, 30. He's, he's 29, 30. I mean, he's he's in my queue. There goes Miguel. He's 22 in Rockies years. So that yeah, works. I like I like kind of did I profiled him last night. I like what I'm seeing. I mean, yeah. he's a course hitter, but there's enough course series that you're going to take advantage. Trevino just went. Even with a DH, it's all good. Yeah, I'm I'm a little worried about your first base options here. Eh, I know what I want to, but that's just that's me. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, Andrew Vaughn doesn't qualify at first, so that was kind of like a bummer for go me. Go for there. one of the guys that qualifies at multiple positions, first base and something else. Yeah. Um, yeah. Might as well I, use the spot for some flexibility at this point. 
Yeah, but I'm going to go take the pitcher first. I, I know who the hitter I'm actually, the first baseman I'm going to take. Uh, it's going to be way late, I think. I am going to go another Ray here. Not a shame about Ray, but this guy hasn't. This is go where the puck is moving, not where it's been pick. Uh, I, I, the dude was 22 last year. Everyone's like yeah, saying he's he's a failure. I'm talking about Luis Patino, by the way. Um, yeah, I'm shit. surprised he's still here. Yeah, uh, he's a guy. He's a target for me. I, I think he's someone with. I, I know he's got a pitch he needs to improve. He's got the organization that's pretty good at identifying what needs to be improved. I worry a little bit about durability and you know going deep into games. The guy really desperately needs an opener in front of him, but that's that's half the raise though too. Uh, but just so much upside. They have a really good track record of of guys in their second year with the club. Yeah. And the improvements. Uh, and but and guys going deep in the game, that's never going to be something that happens there. It just isn't. The, not the way they leverage the bullpen no. and, and the track record. It's your 18 to 22 batters and you're out. And if you're efficient, like the Rasmussen earlier, you know, he's a guy that can do that. And he can get into the sixth inning and, and still be under his batter's face count. Whereas there were times where Patillo couldn't get out of the first inning. I mean, it, it honestly was a hit and miss thing with him. Sometimes he'd come out and couldn't command stuff, and it'd be a 30-pitch first inning. You're like, oh, my God. Uh, and there'd be other times where he'd come out, one, two, three, 11 pitches. You're like, where was that last time out? Yeah. So your guy, Andrew Heaney, went immediately after Patino, and that's that was my either-or. Championship. Uh, yeah. Uh, Alan made a good pick. Alan Harrison took him. Gregory Soto, who is actually he went well after Michael Fulmer, even though Soto is you know been actually was tabbed as the closer, such that it is. Um, I thought I found that interesting. Somebody's asking uh, in the chat: uh, Is Gonsolin still available? He is. He is Tony Gonsolin is still available. Uh, it's no trust in his health. That's why he's still available. Uh, but yeah, he's in my queue. I'll just leave it at that. I don't know if I'm man enough to take him with this next pick. So Fred will have two bites of that apple. If I don't take him, I might take him. So we'll see. Trying to look at position. There goes Vaughn. There goes Andrew Vaughn. It's I see he's falsely listed base. at first base in the RT Sports database. Yeah. Which is kind of frustrating, but oh Joe's got Madrid Hall and Lux. Never mind. He's got second baseman and a middle infielder and a shortstop. That's first base corner. Yeah. I know who I'm gonna take. He doesn't even have a job yet if I get him. Yeah, Joe's got an interesting build there. He's got both Arias and Madrigal, who may combine for three home runs. Right. Um, but Dahlbeck, He's going to have a lot of batting average, though. Yeah, and it well, offsets the Dahlbeck Sanchez, and I get it. I mean, this would be I, – I, I believe I have a rather similar – one of my, one of my uh, NFBC teams is built in similar fashion. Uh, but I get it. Uh, 
it's kind of what you have to if you if you take on both guys like that that can give you a combined 70 home runs but may hit 220 doing it then you've got to find a way to uh, offset that and Arias right now unless the twins do something is projected to hit leadoff for that club in front of mm-hmm. some good bats and while he doesn't steal bases he has you know historical very strong on base percentage and would have the ability to score a bunch of runs just doesn't drive himself in. He doesn't run, so he's got you know he's he's a two category player. Yeah, he is. Um, and I don't like doing offsets. I feel like you're just you're perpetually chase, chasing tail. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there are times when you you can insert that there, like, but like I don't look at my predicament in batting average. I don't think it's valuable to like give up other categories just to try to cosmetically make my batting average look a little bit better. Right. Um, you know, Cody Bell, you know, Cody Bell, you know, there, there's some guys are going to be pretty important to me, like Cody Bellinger, for instance. Uh, do you feel, is, is this the same? Would you have the same uh, opinion in a, uh, like if this was a draft and hold league? Yeah. If it's different. an overall contest, it's different and draft and hold. It's a little bit different. But in a singular universe league, especially one where there's fab and trade, I mean, I, I'd rather be short in saves and stolen bases than batting average like I am. I mm-hmm. think it's a little uncomfortable to be short there because, especially because it's tied to runs frequently. Uh, not always, but, you know, power off it also, pair, you know, pairs well with, uh, with, with runs scored. But there's a couple of ways you can approach that there. Actually, runs pairs best with plate appearances. Yeah, but um, the the game theory argument for not worrying about batting average is it's hard to tell because of the standings the way they are. But top to bottom, it's the most tightly bunched category, and it's also the most volatile, right? I mean, a couple of guys out and overproduce the expectations, and you move up a ton of points. So it's it's I don't like paying for something which can sort of happen organically. Uh, and that, that to me, you know, but the other, uh, you know, the flip side of that, of course, is you can lose a whole lot of points if a couple of guys crater. But uh, yeah, for sure. I'm going to take a chance here. He's unsigned. Uh, and but I'm hoping he signs and with a crappy team and runs forever. And that's Jonathan VR. Yeah, I, I was, yeah, I was kind of, I mean, we talked about him earlier saying that, yeah, we thought he would be a, a 17, round 17 to 18. And if he ended up in the right situation, he would have gone in round 10 if he had ended up in one of these places where it's like, here, go hit every day and play. So yeah. I, expect- I think so. Let's hope so. It, I mean, there was a time ah, third base is loaded. <laughs> it's not. So it does, it's not even an issue there. Yeah. I'll always have a, a soft spot for a VR. My Kittle, my Kittle Marte year, the in the NFBC main event, the <laughs> the guy before me says, "Aha, I'm gonna don't get mad at me. I'm taking Marte." I said, "All right, I'll just take VR." Who then went out and got you know thirty homers right. and fifty steals hmm. that year. Beautiful. And I still didn't win the league, which tells you how good my NFBC track record was. But well, then the next pick, Andres Jimenez, there too, right after you, Jeff. I mean, that's a nice pick by Mike with the dual position eligibility there and his ability to run. Um, dual league eligibility, majors and minors. That's it. <laughs> Sorry, was that that? That too. 
But no, I don't know. He could, you know, round he's, he's got a chance. Team, a guy that's got the potential to steal 20 bases. For sure. That means he's stealing every time he reaches base. But yeah, and uh, I've got a chance you know. at uh, VR not getting signed or getting cut. Right. You know, lots of ranges of outcomes there. But his team needed that kind of late speed dart because around all of those injuries, he hasn't he hasn't taken a stolen after the Mondesi Buxton combo. That's been it. There has been no other stolen bases really touched. Yeah. Alec Baum is a nice uh, last year's bum. <laughs> he bombed, you wait to we... touch third base until round 21, you get Longoria and Baum as, as your two guys. Yeah. 21 and 22. Actually, one of them is a utility because he already has – he's got Goldschmidt and Votto. I do like this Jan Gomes as a second catcher pick too, considering if if if, um, if Wilson Contreras is Gonsville, as most of us assume he is, that would be Gomes's job the rest of the way, primarily. Mm -hmm. That's and true. I, I always like him kind of play because he's the better he's the better defensive catcher anyhow. And if they are going to trade Contreras, you can see playing some DH to protect him a little bit yep. too. Last thing they need is that guy getting hurt and they're trying to trade him in his walk here, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I took James McCann as my second catcher. That's about as, about as boring as a pick gets in round 22. He'll play. Yep. Here for the reserves. Let's see what they look like. Oh, there's your pick, Jason. Manny Margot. Yeah, some nice speed plays here in round 22. That's three of them. Chaz McCormick's a really and nice boy, play. And boy, four. Like Want your that. late speed, folks? There it is. There is late speed to be had, no doubt. It obviously comes with some warts. There's two more, at least he plays catchers that I see here, out, out, out there. Fred, you got your two catchers, right? I do. Go ahead. All right. So I, I see it as Stallings and Barnhart are the two guys that are going to play a lot still that are still yeah. available. Yeah. I considered both of them. Yeah. I see as one is the choice over the other, but, you know, who knows? I, I, I kind of like Stallings. Actually, Danny Jansen's also, although he's, he's a part timer, though. I mean, he's not a full, you know, he's a yeah, higher upside, but not guaranteed to play as much. What do you guys make out of Alfaro in uh, San Diego? What's he going to do for them? Because he's they've got like four catchers. It depends yeah, on if Nola, if they use Nola elsewhere, right? I mean, and at some point you get a, you know, Camposano. Yeah, I don't see how Camposano makes the roster out of camp. Yeah. But I do see him being a factor in season. Yeah. How long are they going to carry Caratini as Darvish's caddy? Um, you know, and to your point, Nola and Alfaro, how long do they coexist? Right. And it, uh, if Padres are also a really trade-heavy group, so 
coming out of the lockout, I could see them flipping one of those catchers. I mean, coming from Marlins Park or Lone Depot Park, I believe at this point, I mean, that's Petco Park is the one field that it's an upgrade. Yeah, I'm making my annoyed face because Ryan Bloomfield just took Carlos Fernandez, who I thought eh, that's the other pitcher I was talking about with Rasmussen, by the way. Uh, Similar I know. I, again, I heard you talking about him on the podcast. I heard, you know, Rob Silver talking about all the pitches, pitch overlays with him and all that. It's like, shh, shut up, shut it. But it did not work. Yeah, for a guy like Rob that wasn't going to play this year, he's sure playing a lot this year. Again. And uh, talking a bunch. Every time I got on a podcast. Yeah, I'm going to take a break. I it's just know. like every time that Joe Sheehan retires from uh, golf or poker. I mean, <laughs> sorry, Joe's not even here to defend himself on that one. I looked at Sugo as a late as a late uh, flyer. His path to the Pirates was weird because he was like winning games and then sitting the next day. A lot of that. He played. He had rather terrible the last month of the season. Like I know a lot was made about what he did in August, but it, it's almost like the league was like, "Oh yeah, this guy can't hit velocity," and mm-hmm. they got back by him. He he was really. I, I don't, frankly, don't get the helium he's been getting in some neck of the woods uh, this winter. Well, Maybe I'm fired from watching him just get blown away every time he was deep velocity. But yeah, I think 23rd is a, a, a good round to to see what he can do. Oh, in this spot, but I've seen him elsewhere. I've seen him elsewhere. You know, being talked at like as a target. I'm like, oh, oh okay, no, 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 no. He's no target. I'm making a cardinal sin by taking my second prospect, but I'm taking Riley Green. He's been taken as high as 242. I'm afraid yeah. to wonder if that was me. No, no, no. no. <laughs> this was like, the, like his trend. loves him. James loves him. Um, I like I like Riley Green's skills, and again, I'm in, I need some stolen base upside for later. Just it's I, he'll definitely start the year in the minors, though. That's the one downside of taking him there. But again, like Fred was saying, you know, you draft kind of like skills and maybe it's not what Fred was saying by taking a prospect that's not going to play, but uh, don't be like kind of just chasing need is what I think is possibly true because there's going to be a lot of guys that are going to merge. Something we talked about, I did the HQ pod today and I think it'll be, you know, out soon. I don't think I'm speaking out of school or a spoiler alert, but we talked about some of these rookies like Green they could be playing while the major leaguers aren't and could mm-hmm. force their way onto a roster depending upon what the what the ultimate agreement is with the CBA. So, you know, some of these players, even even a Bobby Wood, I guess, but he should break camp anyway. But some of these, these other guys like Green, they may benefit if the season is delayed a bit. Ray made the point. I'll give him the credit, but I've heard other people talk about it too. Yeah. I like that pick. Uh, The Tyler Wells. Yeah. Tyler Wells uh, closes over Solcer in Baltimore. 
I like the arm. And at this point, DVR turned me on to the arm. And then I, you know, did a little bit of the research. And I, you know, like, like, even though he's a lefty, I like what I see. Baltimore won't generate a ton of saves, but I like the arm. I'd be well, had shoulder information in there, though. Yep. How many profiles do we write? And then, like, oh, geez, I wish I knew, you know, because. If he's healthy, it's a completely different tenor of the uh, of these of these eighty words. Yeah. Dominic Smith could benefit from uh, the DH quite a bit. The Mets have like six guys that could benefit from it, though. You know, I, I wish someone out there would write an article on that would or a podcast talking about benefiting from the DH. That one did really yeah. well, by the way. I mean, I was being tongue in cheek. I mean, everybody's I know. doing it. I know. I'm just saying the you got a lot of listens on the the DH cast. Well, it's certainly because they're not looking at us, or you know, they're they're not, they're, they're not turned on by what they see on the screen. Uh, Todd Zola with the self-effacing joke. Who had uh, 11:09 p.m. for uh, that? Hey, let's get yeah, Joe well, took in the 23rd. My camera adds a few chins. Uh, there goes Alcala. <laughs> Joe's not looking to us, is he? I doubt it. He's probably right. He's a, he's just a, he's a guy. That's a typical like wheelhouse pick for Joe. He tells me he likes reading my bold predictions, so maybe he got it from there. Probably. Or I was going to say with Rudy's team, for somebody who basically kicks saves down the road forever, like he picked up Lucas Sims in the 14th and he got Garrett Whitlock in the 21st and Wells in the 23rd. Mm hmm. But, best you could do when you kick it you know you had two teams kicking saves down the road and you know andrea with mcgee barlow and steckenrider of the trio uh i would lean her way now but as far as overall upside you know that group that rudy has could be big yeah hey you took bender what do you know you're right uh, yeah i told you <laughs> bender's good i yeah, like he bender yes I'm, I'm frankly a low-key surprised he hasn't taken Chad Green yet. Oh, give him time. I might not give him that chance. We'll see. I like Chad Green. I don't like a Roldis hot take time. Yeah, and that and that look that league was talking about with Perry. I love Chad Green because it gives you volume in strikeouts, and you don't care. You don't need the saves. You just want the 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 innings and the strikeouts. Yeah, Remember that year that he like he stunk in the first three appearances. But then mm-hmm. he like nails the rest of the year. Yeah, he struck out a hundred as a reliever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but he had three horrible performances, and so. But by the end of the year, he was as good as there was. Yeah. See, we be talking about next this year's Robbie Ray. I mean, Tanner Rainey fits it from the can't throw the ball for a strike and could get it, you know, from the closer point of view. Yeah. And it's not exactly well. And his teammate hasn't even been drafted yet, correct? Yeah, his teammate. Correct, he is not. I had him. I kind of had him penciled in on Andrew's team, but she hasn't gone there yet. This is one of the changes in fantasy in that in a league like this, with a reserve and etc., these speculative closers didn't go. They were available in Fab. They're now being picked up in, in the in the reserve rounds. It's just a change. 
I'm obviously draft and hold. They're up. They're up three rounds ahead of this. But right, I think it's interesting that they're not even going to re, to the free agent list. They're being picked in the middle reserves. Correct, Mundo. So there goes Kyle Finnegan. Two picks yeah, after. <laughs> I love it. So they don't get a stranglehold on that. Uh, you get you get to choose one or the other. That that that's a good story. All right, this was mentioned in the chat room earlier. Uh, I wish he were a third base eligible like he was at one point in time, but Connor Joe, come on down. I kind of like him. Have, does he have first base? No, he's just outfield. I think he'll pick it up if he, you know, in season he might. Well, with Crone there, hard to say. No, Crone could DH and Joe would play first. Year. Joe played 14 games at first last year, so yeah, that's kind of missed. That's but <laughs> Crone is kind of injury prone, and. Yep. And Joe may be a better glove than Crone. Yeah. I mean, Todd, you remember how he got hurt in uh, Detroit uh, playing uh, first base, got hurt pretty badly. Yes. Point stands. Todd, you're a better glove than Crone. It's like Scott Jensen saying he's a better outfielder than than Jeff McNeil, Uh, which is also true. But They called me Boomer in Little League. (laughs) They call me scoop and they call me boomer. I couldn't hit, I couldn't throw, but I could I could scoop. <laughs> of course, that was after George Scott. The uh, we were both we we were both built similarly, <laughs> but he had he he could hit. He had the highest for such a you know big you know husky. He had the highest voice. It was just so weird to hear him talk. Never, never heard him. Oh, nothing really standing out in the reserve so far. Not exactly the first Calhoun I thought would be taken. Cole. Did Cole go or yeah? I didn't have... Cole went. Oh, he... He's another I think, guy. I think he's he... better than Willie. What has Willie done? What has he had the chance? I mean, what he's done is gotten hit by two fastballs. Uh, that's really been. I'm. I want to give. I want to give Willie another chance because can't run, can't play defense. Well, can't get on that. He's great. What can he do? Uh, so I mean, he got busted in the face by Urias, and he got busted in the arm by uh, Chris Bubich. But. True. All these things are true. I mean, I, I see the reasons what's hold him held him back. That and he's I don't think he's been a, an organizational favorite wherever he's been either, but I think he's also had some bad luck too. I'll, I'll cons- rapidly concede the, the luck point. Just, he's in the one more chance club. Yeah. Texas really needs some of these guys to step up so they can, you know, to make the semi and Seeger signings worth it. I, I don't think those signings were for this. I mean, obviously it's the longer um, you know, the longer play, but it's, it's years three and it's the, the years two through four or two, two through five. Cause that's, mm-hmm. that's not moving the needle much this year. And, and adding gray, I mean, that maybe they're an 80 win team, like they can play 500, but I'd be stunned if they won mid eighties. Yeah, they're true. The San Diego route where if everything falls into place, exactly. Maybe yeah. Make a run. If Dunning can take the next step and, Alexi or I, I think Taylor Hearn's got a shot, and we know we shouldn't be naming names now that could be taken. 
But um, I do like uh, Fred's just a uh, recent pick of Eric Lauer. I, I I couldn't take every Brewer pitcher with upside. So good job, Fred. Yeah. Speaking yeah, he was fixed. I mean, I if he if he can be, if he could be what he was last year, that would be amazing. I'm not totally expecting that, but mm-hmm. that would be amazing. So. He's another guy I have to remind myself. He's not 32 and injury prone. He's young. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's young. He's growing. He's still, you know, maturing. Hmm. Guys, I am jumping on SiriusXM in a bit. Do you want to keep going while I'm on it, or should we close it up here? I need to get to bed. I got to work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I think we can. They called me, too, and I said I, I didn't. I actually just didn't reply because we were busy, so. Um, yeah, maybe we'll wrap it up and then we can both go on serious at some point. Right. Well, Hey, let, let's post the link one more time here in the, I'll post in the chat room. You can follow the draft here and want to thank everybody for, uh, tuning in and commenting. Uh, really appreciate it there. Uh, we had a fun time with doing this. Hope you guys like the format. We went curiously long. We almost went three hours, so it's probably a good time. It was almost uh, like Paul and Jason. <laughs> yep. It's almost uh, it's bedtime for you East Coast folks. Although Todd's never asleep, so um, th- th- even for Todd it might be. But Fred and Jason actually have to work in the morning too, so probably a good time to sign off. So they actually have to work in the morning. It's just starting at eleven, not at nine. Well, we have a call tomorrow morning. Well, that's true. Time. That's very yeah. true. Yeah, so we got that too for Town Wars. Everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks to WinBet for your sponsorship for the RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Podcast Labor Cast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Have a great day. See you.